Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey Eric, I'm Mark. Thank you for joining me today, Mark. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, excited to be here today. We're doing a Yanari episode, so that's going to be exciting. Um, you know what? We promised, yeah. and now we're delivering. Finally. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a hot minute, but uh, we got there. So It took us this long to build up the courage to give you this terrible episode. <laughs> well, hmm, I was quite proud of this, but <laughs> see, hmm. Hey, we have different decrease, tastes, Mark. Yeah. Okay. And joining us today, we got uh, James. Hello. Hello. How? Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Here we go. That's nice. And also joining us today for the first time in a very long time, um, Sir Brantosaurus. <laughs> That's how you're introducing him. <laughs> Other call me the Hildebrandt. Yeah, ah, the yeah, Hildebrandt. Yeah. An equally amazing name. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm actually fairly certain my my grandmother was the first to call you Hildebrandt. And the most admired. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, she just one day came up and said, That Brandt fellow, is that short for Hildebrandt? <laughs> no. no. Grandmother, no. no just... It's regular Brant, I guess. Yeah. Better than the Brant Jemima they call me at work. <laughs> that one doesn't seem very yeah. flattering. Is that because you're full of sugary goodness? I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. It's because you move as slow as syrup. <sighs> at work, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's their problem, not Get mine. Get paid by the hour, eh, man? That's right. That's right. Um, well, we just have a couple things to mention before we actually get into the episode itself. Yeah, uh, come check out our Discord. Um, we got a growing community. We got contests. We got stuff going on. If you want to come chat, that's the best place to come chat to us. Send us messages. Um, yeah. I met a nice True. guy, random guy, Bitcoin ninety nine. He told me about some real nice cryptocurrencies coming up. Uh <laughs> oh. So I gave him quite a bit of money, and <laughs> I got a lot of faith. He said it's gonna go up, up, up. Yeah, these are the type of encounters you can have on our Discord server. So you too can get. 
Scam. I mean, giving advice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rethinking my actions at this point. Does that mean everything in the Discord counts as financial advice? Yes. As well as, like, on this podcast is official financial advice. Officially, yeah. 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 You can sue uh, Mark and Eric for any financial losses. Not personally. Okay, Lorehammer. That's right. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. What do I care about that? That. Can't get blood from a stone. I've already said I've that. tried. <laughs> <laughs> I've already said that people on the podcast, so you're basically going to sue yourself. That's right. You sue us. But, um, and yeah. then one more thing. First, yeah, join our Discord. Join it. Um, it's nice. It's but fun. this is our 94th episode, uh, which means that there are 93 other things that you should listen to before this one. Yeah. And then at some point, we are going to hit our 100th episode. And we have no idea what we want to do for that, because that's crazy. Yeah, we're getting uh, a lot of requests. I'm not sure what. Um, I don't know. Yeah, balloons? No- nothing has... What? What? Balloons? You want balloons? Well, for a hundred celebration. You know what? That's a that's a pretty easy one to put a pin in. <laughs> yeah. You know? What I really want is I want the bribery for the episode suggestion. That's what I want. Yes. So, you know, go check out a Patreon. Give us a couple bucks. Send us a message. <laughs> which episode? You know, I'll weigh all these factors, you know. Yeah, do we do an episode on the Emperor? Yeah, maybe. Do we do Ultramarines? An, do we do yeah, the we'll do Ultramarines? The Legion. Hey, I'm just saying, whoever no. gives me a lot of money, I'll do whatever they want. You should have to do Reboot and him coming back with the Ultramarines. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And Primaris. That yeah. would be the episode. The start the of the episode? Yeah, okay, I'll do a Primaris episode. <laughs> just give me some money. You know, that's how it works. But. He's, he's <laughs> tricking all of you. We've done Primaris yeah. episodes. A bunch, a bunch. <laughs> If you had listened to the other 93 episodes. Yeah, you would have known that. But yeah, we want suggestions for our 100th episode. And it doesn't even have to be, I don't care if you're, say, let's do an episode where the Emperor wears that Bowsette crown that turns him into a thick female. You know, (laughs) I don't know. Whoa. I'm um, I'm almost willing to do anything at this maybe point. Maybe even a repeat episode. Maybe we like we redo back. an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Classics, but do the first episode again. Yeah. Oh, the war. <laughs> what about not record one and just take one of your old ones and put it out as the 100th and see if they're actually paying attention to what you release? <laughs> you could yeah. also do like you yeah. know how TV I mean it's sh- been years. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know how TV shows used to have like flashback episodes? You could do right. a flashback. Lord yeah, a recap episode. episode where everyone just talks about things that they had previously done. Hmm. That's not terrible. It ain't good, though, either. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I huh. didn't realize we were looking for good ideas. Yeah, that's I, a different thing. I'm though. going through The Simpsons, and yeah. a, little, a little while ago, they did one of those flashback episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at the end of it, they spent two minutes writing a song about how, don't worry, we have, like, so many ideas. This isn't a sign of our own ineptitude. <laughs> like... Don't think that we're running out. You know, yeah. we will come back. That's kind of how I feel like it would be. Mm. Like, don't worry. There's still thousands of wiki pages out there for us <laughs> to take from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. But without further ado, I guess let's hop into the episode. We're talking about the Yanari today. Um, so just a quick little overhead. The Yanari are an Eldar faction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all the studying I did on the Magna Carnival and Yanari... The character was totally for nothing. 
I'm going to say that's from a different setting. Yeah. What is the Magna Carnival? <laughs> it's what I, you said it was on Yanari, so I did some research. First Google search. And, <laughs> okay. Hmm. So we're not talking about that Magna. No. That's fine, though. Maybe we can find a spot for that later in the episode if you really you know, feel like at one point, I yeah. did type in this episode, Maugen. So if you had some dyslexia, uh, you can kind of swap that around <laughs> and get to Magna. <laughs> All right, that's well, what you're into. Well, we'll teach him okay. what we're actually supposed to, what he should know already, of course. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Yanid, pre-Yanari. So, the Eldar as a race has had many different types of god and relations to those gods. Some of these gods may just be, uh, be old farseer, t- farseer tales, and others may be very real with dire consequences. Uh, millennia ago... Before humanity walked the earth, the Elder had a whole pantheon of gods. It's hard to say how much of these tales are true, but there is some evidence that these were real beings in some capacity. Yeah. So we know, like, these gods, like, the, the uh, most obvious one is, like, Cain, um, the god of war. Yeah. And we have, like, a real avatar of war, a real interpretation aspect of them. Yeah, it's... It's one of the worst things about talking about the Eldar is just how much is real and how much mm-hmm. is just legend. Yeah, because that's the other weird thing. Like, we know that Cain is not an Eldar god, necessarily. You know, we don't know what he is. We know he's not really a... He could be an old one, some people yeah. theorize. You know, we don't know. Maybe he was just one of the first Eldar ever to exist that were born. And you know, it's it's a little tough to... Well, does the avatar have to be necessarily from an actual thing called Cain, or could it just be their manifestation of him through their psychic powers now? Why not? <laughs> so maybe even that's not real indication that Cain exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're yeah. well, like they it kind of that's just branding, you know. Like <laughs> there's um, this thing called the war mask that all aspect warriors put on, um, and. They always talk about how that's like a gift from Cain to separate themselves from the violence and the atrocity of war. What if it's just a psychic ability that they have? And it's not actually a gift from Cain. It's just you know? a metaphor. So, Everything in the Eldar is just a metaphor. Un- unfortunately, this whole episode is a metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> thankfully, we don't have to talk much about those types of uh, like these metaphorical Eldar gods because. Um, it's true. Yeah. This episode- we're going to focus on something that is much more real and yeah. tangible. Yeah, so the the other More two real. are very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> words are fun like that. They mean whatever you want them to real eh, yeah. Um but this ancient pantheon of elder gods is very different from the two other gods that the elder race have created in the past ten thousand years. The birth of Slanish created a very interesting new reality for the Elder race. You can now just manifest war. Yeah, it opened up this idea that your gods don't have to exist in legend. Like, Mm -hmm. they did this. Yeah. With enough psychic energy, the Eldar race are able to bring warp gods into existence. And the infinity circuits on the escaping craft worlds were the perfect incubation place for a new warp god you need, the god of death, to culminate. Um, So the god of death is you need. We've... We're talking about this. There's throughout this episode. There's going to be a bunch of like Y words. You need your brain. You, the incarn. Um, Yanari. Yanari. We got some words, but yeah, boy. You need is the god. <laughs> uh, and we might say it differently. I definitely pronounce it Iniad. Yeah. Mark does Iniad. You need. Yeah. Just because it's easier to say that you need some of this joke. You, know? you need some of this Eldar pasta. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, nice. The Asuriani long believed uh, that when the Infinity Circuits finally hold all the remaining souls of their species, all the craft worlds will unite into a one Infinity Circuit. This is primarily found in the tales from the Rahanadandra, and the sad ending is, uh, as it states, that only uh, only in their race's destruction could they avenge themselves. So only it, in it's their... a very bleak outlook. Yeah, only in the death of the entire race will you need finally be birthed and able to destroy. And maybe not even in you need, because I'm not sure they even knew what this final vengeance mm. would take the form. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just the idea that the only way we could avenge the millions of lives previously lost was to ourselves die. Yeah. So yeah. you need some destruction. Balance. That's going to be all episode. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's why you bring them on. <laughs> At the time of the collective souls of the Asuriani will join to form a new entity in the warp that will battle and subdue Slanish so that all the Eldari spirits may once more be able to merge with it and form a single balanced entity. Yanita is yet to manifest itself as it's not gained enough power to fulfill its purpose to destroy Slanish and free the Eldari species from the Chaos God's curse, which is when they die, they get consumed yeah if they aren't locked within a spirit stone they are yeah. inevitably consumed by slime oh no death has consequences and you're mad eldar sucks <laughs> well, to suck for sucks 60 million years it had no consequence <laughs> yeah. and the eldar were fully capable of dying and then rebirthing themselves out of the warp mm. and then slanesh comes and all of a sudden nope death can be final for you now yeah your soul can be gone Ooh. yeah uh, so, eventually, he will be so powerful that it is foreseen that a new dimension will be created alongside the Immaterium and the Material Universe. That will be a part of your need. It has also been, or has been foreseen by a select few of the Eldari that all the souls will be forcibly pulled to your need when they die instead of being drawn into the warp to be consumed by Slanash. Um, I'm... I'm a little curious because yeah. if your need is fully realized and battles Slanesh and ultimately destroys what need is there for the souls then to be pulled, the future souls, to be pulled into Yanid hmm. instead of Slanesh? And if all of the Eldar need to die in order for him to come, how could there cares? be future souls? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe, I don't know, guys, plot holes here. <laughs> guys, oh no. Oh no. It's too early for that. <laughs> it's too early into the episode. Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just well, keep... how, okay, one other question is, yeah. how do they know this guy's going to be a good guy? Maybe he's worse than Slash. Yeah, usually I don't try to summon the god of death. Usually. Yeah, <laughs> Seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I try to go for yeah. god of life. The or... god of excess was bad enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You'd need too much blood to summon the god of death. That's the problem. Was that a you need joke? You need too much blood? <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was just how I speak sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and it would take, like, the idea here is that it would take all the blood of the entire yeah. Eldari race to summon this thing. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be until every single Eldar was dead that you need could even be realized. Yeah. So why would they want him then if it means... Ex- it because they... I think, contradictory. I think a lot of them already believe that they are a dying race. And they're holding out for as long as possible. But they... I think a lot of them have kind of accepted the inevitability that the Eldar are dying. And they cannot come back. Hmm. That was... It's like one of the tragedies of the Eldar... Yeah, is that like sure. they're just trying to hold on for as long as possible? But and maybe they're waiting for 
a new idea and some new hope or for chaos to play itself out. But they yeah. know that like in these times, there's no way they can rise up again. It like, there'd have to be such a massive shift in power. Yeah. Uh, could just be one final, like F you to slash, like we did this, we'll undo this before, That's right. you know? Yeah. I mean, um, it's, yeah, that, it's that literally like, like the so, sword cutting. Yeah. As we, as we go through the episode, we're going to talk more about the Yanari, which is the faction that has arisen from you need. Um, and as we go into it, we'll see that there are many different Eldari from all walks of life that join the Yanari. So each one probably has their own interpretation of not only, like, who Yanari is, but the goals of Yanari and that you need, you know? Because um, it's yeah. not a very, like, formal organization. It, but we'll get into it. It's not formal, I agree. But there, I think there's one theme that runs through everything Yanari, and it's the theme of hope hmm. that... Yavrain and Inead and the Inari have given the Eldari race something that they haven't had for 15,000 years. Yeah. And it's a solution. Yeah. Because none of, like, even these dark Eldar, like, their lifestyle isn't going to last forever. At some point, the galaxy will be consumed by Tyranids and they're going <laughs> to come you? in Kimura, you know? <laughs> like, it's not forever. And so all these Eldar who know that it's just on the way, this has just given them a spark of like we can actually make a difference now instead of just dying to make a difference later hmm. i don't know that's definitely i see that hope theme run through a lot of yeah. what they're talking about yeah definitely the hope to defeat slanish and save their soul because yes. that's the other thing too yeah. is like yeah they like if they die now yeah their soul is eaten and consumed where if you know, at least if they die to you need, they're technically still alive in the af- afterlife with you need. Maybe they could to... even be reborn. Yeah, and they that's used the other, to do it. That's the other thing that they talk about, too, when we get into the powers. Like, um, mm. they can, like, rebirth themselves into, like, uh, where was my one line here? Um, at the time of the collective souls of the Asuriani will join to form a new entity in the warp that will battle and subdue Slanesh. So that all the Eldari spirits may once again be able to merge with it and form a single balanced entity. So all these spirits are not necessarily dying. They're just going to a different reality. So you're giving up the material, but now you're living forever in the immaterial. Where Slanish kills you forever, forever. You give up the material and the immaterial. I wonder if... This is total sidetrack. I wonder (laughs) if at the moment that, like... It sounds to me like Inead is consuming souls. Yeah. But... Slanesh also consumes souls. What if at the moment you defeat Slanesh, you can release all these souls that mm. Slanesh has consumed over the past 15,000 years? Yeah, because it's like it's just like energy. Maybe lots of those souls have lost themselves, but maybe you might get a sum back that it yeah. like kind of... 1% of a billion <laughs> yeah. is still a lot, or sure. however many were destroyed, you know? So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so for the past 10,000 years, Yanid has been growing in power in the Infinity Circuits. You know, as more Eldar die and their souls join this Infinity Circuits, their consciousness kind of join, form this Yanid. And uh, the gestating in the Eldar soul of the Infinity Circuit. Boom. Done. Nice. That is who Yanid is. Or, yeah. Well, let's not now talk about Yanid, Inead's awakening. Yeah. And the inevitable formation of the Yanari because of it. <laughs> so... One of the oldest and wisest of the Eldar race uh, is Eldrad Uthran of Ulthway, and he was the first to witness the phenomena that is Inead. While he was performing one of his major duties to engage with his craft world spirit circuit, he began to notice a change over the course of hundreds of years. Um, a slow, deep, resonating pulse began to build as the voices of the billions in the circuit blended together. 
And this sparked a new hope within Ulthran, and the ripples of his actions because of that have spread across the galaxy and have not stopped yet. Hmm. It's it's all because of that pulse that he kind of heard hmm. that kind of sparked this whole Yanari faction. Hmm. And that happened, like, way long ago, right? Like 10,000 years type thing? I don't think so. I think it's fairly recent. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, okay. because... It's. I think part of the Farseer's duty is to and go into the Infinity Circuit and kind of talk with yeah. the spirits, get the vibe of what's happening, because they use a lot of that for um, prophecy as well. Kind of, um, and they also can speak with the craft world through the Infinity Circuit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a duty that they take often. Yeah. But I'm fairly certain that this, like the moment that he noticed this, is almost. It's very, very soon to then Iniad actually awakening. Okay. But, yeah, because he'd been doing it for hundreds of years and then finally noticed something is different. Yeah. Something is changing. Crazy. Yeah. And it's possible that he noticed it, you know, a couple hundred years ago, and then he's like, now it's healthy enough, it's it's strong enough for me to actually interact and try and bring it out. Yeah. Whatever. Was he a procrastinator? (laughs) Hundreds of years it took this guy? That's what I'm wondering. Uh. That might be the wrong word. Ulthran <laughs> is one of, like, the greatest prophetic minds of the entire Eldari race, who is, like, the most prophetic race. So yeah. he the constantly... Pathetic, everyone thinks they're crap. I think so, too. He constantly <laughs> is looking race. into the future to try and pick the right moment to save as many Eldar as possible. That's just been his focus for so long. Right, the perfect time he's looking yeah. for. Yeah. There's a, one crazy story of, it's, it was actually Eldred Uthran who started the second war for Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. Is it, it was his fault. He He was like the one who manipulated um, Thraka. Thraka's like log into like a specific area okay which directed them directly to armageddon and so the line is he sacrificed millions if not billions of human lives to save ten thousand eldar he had foreseen that if thraka's um warband was left to go wherever it wanted it would just uh, engage with the craft world and that that's pretty bad. racist like um they didn't even well, count all the dead orcs they just passed over the bajillions of dead orcs that he just did too well that guy's just, a war it's just criminal. plant life well, okay. Vegans <laughs> be mad, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Near the same time as he, um, as Eldred, like, realizes that this pulse is now awakening and growing, uh, he listens to the insane prophecies of Kaisodurus the Anchorite. Um, hearing the prophecy of the awakening of Iniad, Eldred acted directly against the wishes of Ulthwe's council, and he requested the aid of a Harlequin troop, the Mask of the Midnight Sorrow. Now, what was special about this mask is that uh, they had always believed that Chaos was defeatable, hmm. which is not the case with a lot of Eldar, I think, and that's where the inevitability of time comes in. Many Eldar just think it's going to happen eventually that we're just going to die out. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but he, I think he knew this mask was more willing to be a little more proactive and take bigger risks if they thought it could help the defeat of Chaos. Okay. And so I think that's why he specifically contacted them. Hmm. So he requested that the mask adds an epilogue to the play, The Fall of the Eldari, uh, which hinted that Slanesh may yet be defeated by some new entity. I think normally it just ends with the laughing god laughing in hmm. like behind the scenes. Okay, um, sure. And The Fall of the Eldari, it's like the play. 
Yeah, yeah. That's like the famous one that. Well, like you now structure your whole life around it, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. The path system. So, yeah. So they wouldn't call, consider this new god they're creating chaos. Well, I don't know. No, like in my just, in my opinion, opinion it's, it's like just a chaos a, god. But yeah, I it's think a warp god. Yeah, I yeah. think it is a warp god. Okay. Like there, I don't see any real distinction between them creating Slanesh and them creating Inian. Yeah. Other than maybe they've refined some techniques and they're pouring specific energies into it or something. But the way it's being powered is the same yeah. to me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So chaos can't be defeated. They're just adding to well, it. Well, I think <laughs> chaos. Chaos is more than just warp power. You know, like chaos is the idea that like w- this warp energy is negative and chaotic. It, yeah, it is chaotic. But previous to that, the warp was still full of the same energy. It just wasn't chaotic. You know, it yeah, was, it was smooth like a and smooth still. ocean. Yeah, and now it's a stormy ocean. And what, back when it was smooth, they had all these powers and abilities, and yeah, they had a mastery over it that yeah. was like the old ones had a mastery over it that was unheard of. Yeah. So right. chaos is kind of something so, separate from warp. So then you need it wouldn't be chaos. Yeah, I like it's a technicality, but it's an important one. It's yeah, a big yeah, distinction. Yeah. yeah, so it's a warp. Inead would be a warp god. Sure, yeah, yeah. a warp entity. Um, okay. So he requests that the masks changes the play and that hints that Slanesh may be defeated by a new entity. Um, and at the same time, in the same request, he convinces the mask to steal several crystal seers from the Infinity Circuit Gardens. Oh, okay. So, like, changing the play is already crazy. Yeah. Because it's changing something that's been around for over 10,000 years. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they have long memories, Eldari. Yeah. Like, you see this play once, you've probably committed it to your memory, mm-hmm. and it's like a 15-day play or something. Yeah, you see it every year, and you base your whole lifestyle. It's like changing religion. Absolutely. Adds up to a religion. Yeah, and when your memory are as long as these guys, <laughs> like, things don't just get lost in history, you know? They very accurately remember these things through these plays. Um, so he changed the play, which is crazy, but stealing the crystal seers, that's wild. Yeah. So what, what's he do with these guys? Well, they're going to be used for part of a ritual, um, a little later, Of course. but, uh, (laughs) it's just the fact that he convinces this Harlequin mask to like, Hey, go steal like a very important part from everyone's craft worlds. They're not loyal to craft worlds. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I just like that. He convinced them that it's so necessary for the survival of the race to defeat chaos yeah to steal like because that sounds so bad to (laughs) remove a crystal seer from a garden and these seers are ancient far seers that have spent so long meditating with the infinity circuit that they themselves just grow crystals right so they're such a part of the craft world and then they're just being removed yeah yeah, but apparently they cast some like illusion spell over it, and very few people are were able to. Cutouts. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> all I pictured is just like hold it. It's just got like the one backing or whatever. <laughs> some hey, don't go in there. No one's allowed picture. in there unless you're a farseer. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, don't look over there. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like community gardens. Everyone says you're not allowed to take people's hot peppers out of their garden, but when no one's there, <laughs> well, you sure. did you did suffer those consequences, Brant. So. Yeah, uh, hard poops. Is that what we're talking about? No, he was like dying. He ate a pepper in the garden and was not having a good time. <laughs> it wasn't my pepper to begin with. <laughs> Karma. Mm-hmm. Um, so Uldred then took the seers, these crystal seers, one from each craft world, 
and to the moon of Coheria, where the ritual's purpose was to connect all the craft world's infinity circuits together using their respective crystal seers as conduits or focal points. I'm okay. not good on the details of how Eldar infinity circuit magic works. <laughs> so. <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he had one from each craft world, which that's a pretty big undertaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're all over the galaxy. Yeah. So, um, so he's he's doing this ritual. It's a good heist movie. That's exactly what I was now feeling. I'm Son it. of a bitch. Okay. Yeah, yeah just these harlequins. Now that I know they're going dun. all over, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, these harlequins just travel in the webway <laughs> on their secret mission to steal crystal <laughs> seers. What are we gonna do now? I'm gonna steal the goddamn president of the United States. <laughs> I'm gonna take the crystal seer of Yandin. <laughs> Yeah. Ah man, so Nicholas Cage. Has yeah, that's to be exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he would be like uh, a death jester or a solitaire or ah. something. I have to steal the crystal seers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at the last possible moment, the ritual is going fine, um, and then right before it's supposed to finish, a Death Watch captain attacks them, and it causes the ritual to only partially complete. Um, and it's done on this specific moon because it's covered in this psychically resonant crystal sands. Yeah. It covers a lot of it. So it's just supposed to draw more yeah. psychic energy to whatever it is Ulthren's doing. And the purpose of this was actually to fully awaken Ineat, as far as I could tell. Yeah, he didn't want to have to sacrifice the entire Eldar race. So like, yeah. like I was talking about earlier, there's so many different people with their own goals involving this god. This was his goal. Yeah. yeah and he so didn't want to have... necessarily need yeah. to he sacrifice He found the, the perfect whole. spot in the entire galaxy where, you know, the stars line up, the sand is psychic. He's stolen these crystal things. Yeah, he has he Crystal has people, access. not things. Yeah. Crystal they are people, people. yeah and, so. and he has access to every single craft world's infinity circuit because of these like yeah. he had a lot of energy at yeah. his command in that moment um and yeah so he assumed it would be enough and as far as i can tell the it would have meddling kids though yeah Got it would have been enough to yeah. do it if it wasn't for that death watch captain <laughs> who i don't even remember his name but he's like named artemis i think Some, that sounds it is good. Artemis, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. nice i knew that that is the battle of port de Mesnes, yes. is that whole thing yeah. Yeah. i'm assuming it's a different artemis than it's always sunny in philadelphia no. that's <laughs> right very the, the, right. the psychic artemis? same like vibe though if you met both of them but different person <laughs> but different, yeah. yeah they're channeling the same energy yeah. Yeah, yeah i'm still trying to narrow in on what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah you throw somebody into an eldar episode we're talking <laughs> All right, Brian, you, 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 you need to know about the Yanari. And I'm learning. This is super important. Yeah. Super important to your life. It'll be on the test. Um, so even though the ritual wasn't a success, it wasn't a complete failure. A sliver of consciousness had awoken. Uh, Inead arose and touched Yvrain with their power. She happened to be in uh, Kimura at the time, uh, fighting in a gladiator pit. And when Inead's touch was finished with her... <laughs> yeah, keep talking dirty <laughs> to me right now. You've uh-huh. got my attention. When, oh, when his presence left her body... <laughs> Yellow. It, it sounded to me like it was almost a, a temporary oh, possession. But I didn't want to use the word possessed before someone comes back at me. It's like, Inead couldn't possess her. That's impossible. Just so we remember what the witch cult members are wearing. Just so we know you need touch. <laughs> I brought this upon myself. Yeah, you did. But it's nice. Yeah. So when Iniad, his presence left Yvrain, um, 
she was anointed as the priestess of a new Eldari god. Yeah. So she is the emissary of Inead, the high mm-hmm. priestess of the Inari. She has all these fancy new powers and abilities. Yeah, she has gained new wisdom mm-hmm. and new insight. Mm-hmm. Um, truthfully, we're going to get into her life a little bit later, but now she is finally, it feels Whoa. like she has purpose mm-hmm. and direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she has a very interesting story. Yeah. So. Is that a picture of those two? Mark and Eric? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Uh, We're staring at Yvrain and Gilliman in a very romantic... Uh, Actually... We think that's wrong. We think that's very wrong. That's We're wrong. not just like hating on memes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. We normally, Yvrain actually, Yvrain already has a love interest. A simp, I think, is ah, what they're called. I definitely Yvrain already has a simp. And <laughs> yeah. it's not Reboot Gilliman. It's I can not. Assure you that. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. Um, well, who is Reboot simping for then? Reboot the emperor. simps for the emperor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about? There's no more <laughs> holy and worthy person of your love than the emperor. Yeah, so. makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Um, okay, so Yvrain would then take her place as the leader of the newly formed Eldari group, whose allegiances would contain members from all aspects of Eldar life, uh, Asuriani, Exodites, Corsairs, and even the Drukhari, which you would probably think of as like the most against working with anyone else. Yeah. And even they flock to her banner. So. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, so you need uh, kind of start getting warp energy around 10,000 years ago after the fall, after the yeah. infinity when circuits. The, when kinda, they start to be filled. Mm-hmm, with, yeah. yeah. And then 10,000 years go by, uh, Ulthwick kind of gets a feeling about it, learns about it, starts talking to it. Yeah, believes that now the time is right. Comes up with a plan, does this crazy plan on the psychic planet, planet to wake him up. Doesn't happen. Foiled. Shitty. Shitty. But that's the way she goes. Wakes up your brain though, so you need is fully kind of conscious. Now. Yes, it almost just sounds like you need is biding its time, mm-hmm. waiting for some would say the perfect moment <laughs> yeah. to arise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. call back. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, but yeah, at at least at least Inead is real. You yeah, know? it's not like a a figment or a whisper. Honestly. Inead, it feels like, has done more for the Eldar race in the past whatever hundred years that it's been active than Kegarak has in <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe I'm missing something vital that Kegarak has done, but... <laughs> and then here... Useless. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I... It feels like Inead is doing a way better job at trying to usher in a new age of this Eldari race. Yeah, we'll talk about the, what the Yunari are doing, too. and It's pretty cool what mm-hmm. they've done, but... Uh... Yeah, okay, but... Actually, next we got James. Yeah, and I'll, we'll go over the purpose of the Yunari. So we're going to go over like the, the seventh path and the swords of Morai Heg. Yeah. Yeah, so for a long time, the Eldari race has been described as dying or fading. Even many within their own culture recognize the inevitability of chaos. And some, who, uh, some have even resigned themselves to slow death until she who thirsts will consume all souls. Sad. Hmm. Very sad. Very sad. So their only solace was the promise that the Reina Dandra, Reina Dandra, Rana Dandra, uh, the Rana Dandran. I don't think so. <laughs> Close different though. thing yeah. once again. Yeah. But that How one is a real thing. How many are you on yeah. right now? <laughs> I'm just trying to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the, their sole solace was the promise that the Ranadandra, 
gave them uh, that one day the entire Eldari race would rest within the Infinity Circuits and they would arise one last time to smite Slanesh from existence. One last F you. Yeah. yeah. But the stark reality and depressive reality, the stark and depressive reality even, <sighs> changed that moment that the Eldar, uh, li- or that Eldrad listened to the heartbeat of a god. As you need was slowly awakened and others have lent their power to the Yunari, a new path has been found. Previously believed to be just another legend in the multitude that the Eldari have, they were mentioned uh they were mentioned the crone swords. Yeah, yeah. so this um like in terms of outside universe, the crone swords I don't believe existed until GW released Yunari. Oh really? Yeah. I can't okay. remember or none of the um sources that i saw were prior to that Hmm. so there are they've i what i do like is that they've actually taken old eldar stuff and they've changed it to now ah that is a crone sword or something but um you could believe that this these crone swords actually had been talked about in eldari lore for a long time even though we hadn't heard of them that's a good way to do it yeah you the thing is, the the trick is to leave little unexplained things. Every time you answer one question, you at least open up one more, mm-hmm. so that you leave yourself open to so that stuff always is. You can do stuff. Yeah, you can always add stuff and change it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. So these swords uh, come from the very hand that Morai Heg can, can, uh, convinced Kane to cut off. So she could sup her own blood and gain the wisdom from within. That's like a whole. Story, <laughs> yeah. Like I think we've gone over that mm-hmm. particular legend in Epic. Uh, yeah. Because Mora Hag, who is that? She's the, the crone. Yeah, yeah. I think she's like the mother of the Eldar or something. Yeah, Mama, yeah. Mama Eldar. Yeah. So we've talked about all that weird Eldar mythology before somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and it, I think it's uh, a lot of the people attribute the spirit stones. No, those are from Isha. Yeah, that but, was like her tears. But they're only grown on crone worlds. Mm. Which are all within We're the eye somewhere? Yes. Yeah, it's just so crone swords. Are... <laughs> it's just all like <laughs> it's hard to separate the legend from the reality yeah. of what happened back then versus how we interpret that today. So it's like when I talk about high school. Mm. It's hard, hey. That's <laughs> a long time ago. Things get murky. <laughs> the legend of high school brand. That's what it ends up being. Mostly legend. But there's some true facts. Some say he was getting women back then. <laughs> but we don't believe those No, lies. true lies. True lies. Sorry, Brant. <laughs> oh, I got and I get. <laughs> From her discarded hand, Val took the bones and forged five powerful blades, powerful relics that could control the powers of life and death. So while previously they had been dismissed as a legend, Yvrain made it her mission to find and recover these five relic blades. So far, her forces have recovered four of the five, though the final blade rests within the Palace of Slanesh within the warp, and many see this as the end of the seventh path. Yeah. That's the, a that's a tall order. Oh yes, that's a but tall here's the order. thing. So although was, they already have four out of five, that's like you need all five though. I know, but like they already got four. Just, it's just one more. It, make a fake crone. They're already eighty percent of the way there. <laughs> Story's almost done. Um, so the story of like how it got there, like some dark Eldar took that crone sword who didn't want the need to be born and somehow delivered it to the palace of Slanish. He. 
I'm sure he got consumed and eaten and dead, but... Well, that's his just reward for betraying the Eldari race, you know? But I guess you can go there and people could. We need a crusade, is all I'm saying. The Eldar need to launch a crusade (laughs) into the Ayatero to get back that Chrome Sword. That would be an epic way to end the Eldar. They go into that and that's what makes you need is like the crusade into Slaanesh's palace. And as the last one dies grabbing the sword... Cuts cuts their hand on it, and then you need is born. Yeah, that would be amazing. Okay, and then fight Slanish in the warp. Okay, want to hear what's so special about these swords and why you need all five? Yeah, because once you have all five, you actually gain powers over life and death. Mm. So all the Eldar die on like, the way to you, get you this get sword. You get to like choose if you swing that sword and kill somebody or not. I choose to let you live <laughs> or let you die. I have that? no idea how it works. Oh, okay. But, but <laughs> like, yes, they go on this crusade. They all die. The last one, <laughs> it's the Vizark or Yvrain. They finally make it yeah, just to the, the sword. Just the tip of the finger yeah. and scratches so it. That's the moment when they all die. But then they gain all five swords. And what do they do with them? With the power of life? They bring all the Eldar back, dun, dun, dun. just as they were. Or they just kill Slaanesh. Or they just kill Slaanesh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then Yvrain and Gilman walk off into the sunset. <laughs> holding <laughs> hands into, on after. the beach. Perfect. Sure. All right, tell me more about these swords. They're pretty cool. They're pretty neat. These are not like these swords that were like the 100 swords made the by... The 100 swords of yeah, all? very no. different. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so first we have a whole... Okay, we're going to have about six... Five. Five things that I can't pronounce. Okay. So we're going to have the Kavir... The Sword of Sorrows, Yvrain's sword, causes those it cuts to turn to ash. Oh, that's cool. Seems, like, unnecessary to have it as a sword, then. You could just, like, I don't know. Could just well, be you, a club. you can't pull, because yeah. it says you got to cut. Uh, but what, cut. If, what if it's just, like, a tiny thing? Like, you don't need to sever heads or stab Ooh. through armor or anything. You just need a little cut. I ash. guess you, you cut the armor, turns to ash. Yeah. <gasps> and then you cut them, turn to ash. Got them. <laughs> Uh, then ah. we have Asuvar, the Sword of Silent Screams. <laughs> Wielded by the Vizark, it absorbs its foe's life essence. That sounds like a better one. Cool. Yeah, that, I want it that totally one. It totally works for the Vizark, too. Yeah. Then we have uh, Vilith Zar. Jar? It's one of the two. Vilith yeah. Jar. The Sword of Souls, the largest and most powerful of all the crone swords. It is wielded by Incarn. Can change its shape and was forged in burning souls. <laughs> so okay, I, I rolled my eyes so hard when I read that. Like, oh, just forged in burning souls. A, what does that mean? Yeah. B, what does it do? And C, obviously nothing on both of those. So, well, w- burning souls. Okay, so they took like one of the infinity circuits and mm-hmm. just like set it on fire. <laughs> And like it's like it's like oh. a little flame spitting out, oh. and they're just like sticking that sticking that blade in there, heating it up to temper oh, it. Right? This is yeah. real good. Yeah. This is real good Some flame. Good souls. Yeah, that's the thing is good they soup. actually they actually mm. sacrifice souls to make that, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it does. It's just it. a regular. It just sword. sounds really cool, you know. <laughs> no, maybe they just used human souls. They didn't have to be Eldar souls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Cool. Yeah, and then we have the one that I can pronounce. Uh, the Spear of Twilight. This blade was hidden in plain sight for many millennia, yeah. locked within the mm-hmm. stasis fields of a craft world, Lyandin. Uh, Eandin. Okay. Iandin. Sure, whatever you want. I've heard it both ways. Lyandin. Yeah, Lyandin. Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> common misconception, Eric. I'm not surprised you don't know that. Anyway, a Harlequin mask convinced Prince Uriel to retrieve it 
to be used against High Fleet Kraken. This blade is so powerful that it eventually burns its user and their soul away. Yeah, that's permanently kind of cool. too. Crazy. Maybe that's the one they used to forge the other one. They just gave it to hold for those people, and as their souls are burning, they we got our first soul. burning soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. So uh, he he no longer used that. That's locked away, but he used it for a while. Dun, so he has dun, a little dun. burnt. He's got heist, 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 heist. Well, yeah, they, like I don't know who originally used it, but yeah. ever since he pulled it out of the stasis, it hasn't gone back. Oh, okay. So he's still using it. It was locked away and still. I'll never tell. <laughs> yes, he totally. Okay. Is, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I knew he had some type of special thing. That's cool that yeah. they wreck that. Uh, I there's a couple things about Uriel. Um, so eventually Uriel dies because this sword, obviously. Oh. Um, and it's just fighting High Fleet Kraken. He just dies, okay. and then Yvrain resurrects him oh. as she is wont to do with yeah. all the named characters that they don't want to actually kill. We're killing off characters. Yeah. And and then now it's it's talked about how it's just yeah. like a slow burn on his soul and he can feel himself just slowly being consumed, but it's okay because he has this force shield that he wears that slows its consumption. Ah. And then inevitably, let's say he dies, what happens? Yeah. Gets brought so they back. Have a exactly. Soul. He just gets brought back to life. They have so. a soul flame shield i look interesting i don't claim to understand eldar magic because no. i'm not a heretic no, so no exactly so anyway uh your brain claimed it as a crone sword after uh reverting it to its true shape ah. she also resurrected uriel after he died fighting nurgle demons oh, there we go nurgle demons and we can assume that he still wields it and then i found out later that he does mm. still wield it what after i wrote that what a guy and then, yeah now that he's been brought back from death. He's always Yvrain, so if Yvrain needs that sword at any time. Well, he actually just now is a member of the Inari. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. This is actually a little little known fact, but it, the burning is actually just crabs. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, Yvrain gets The around, soul eh? is focused in the groin area, and when you feel the burning of <laughs> yeah, the groin area... That, that was what it was. Yeah. So. It's, a, it's a little bit of a letdown as far as lore, but... <laughs> Anyway, the fifth and last crone sword is obviously, as we talked about, in the palace. Right. Protected by Shalaxi Helbane, who is a very well-known keeper of secrets. What's that? What's her title? Um, Shalaxi Helbane. She's a very well-known greater demon of Slanesh. Monarch of the Hunt. She's a keeper of secrets. She is a keeper of secrets. Okay. Yeah. I remember I played a game against a guy who was using Shalaxi Helbane. Mm-hmm. And he brought Shalaxi back to life with that. Uh, it's like a stratagem. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, you actually can't do that because it was a named character. Ah, okay. I'll text them. Yeah. I'll call thank them you. Out. Thank yeah. you. I don't even remember who it was, but I'll I lost text that everyone game. Everyone I've ever played with. How, a nasty how many people message. do you know who you played? Uh... I just don't know. His, I can't remember his name. It was, a. It was Solongo, and B. That was like the first and last time I ever saw him. <laughs> ah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. All right, uh, up next, we got the leaders of the Yanari. Uh, El Brantino. Yeah, you're going to take this one. I will, and I also will do my best to read. Usually in my life, I do everything I can to avoid reading, but uh, we're going to flip that on its head right now. We're not a reading family. <laughs> Today's the day, you yeah. know. Okay, T-H-E. <laughs> the leaders of the Yanari. Mm. <laughs> Yanari. Yanari has a long and storied history, one that fits her nomadic life. Ooh, I kind of like nomads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to love her. 
<sighs> well, not in that sense, Brent. She's a little older than you. 10, he 000? likes older women. And younger, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just like women. And nomads. Yeah, that's her right there. Mm, nice. Whoa. I like her hair. Yeah. It's very pretty. And I like dogs. <laughs> well, I think it's a cat. Cat dog. Is Jicks. it a cat dog? It's like a Jix. Whatever. It's like a... A Jix? It's, like, it's more like a bobcat, I suppose, uh, if anything. I like one of those types of creatures. A big meaty cat. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Like a dog cat. I get it. <laughs> Originally from Bealtan, she walked many paths through most notably the path of the warrior and the warlock. At some point in her her life, among the Assyriani. Assyriani, she left to become a corsair. Or a pirate, some might say, Brandt. I also love salesmen That's right. and pirates. That's right, I knew it. <laughs> salesmen? Yeah, people that sail. Uh, I, some people call them seamen. <laughs> seamen, salesmen. Yeah. Uh, salesmen. Boats people. All right, cool. Yeah. Want to buy this car? That kind of salesman. <laughs> no, a water Different salesman. Sale. My God. Oh, okay, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Not sale, but sale. Turn that guy's mic off while I'm reading. (laughs) It's not going to stop you from hearing him. Oh, right. (laughs) Well, this ended with her abandoning her uh, mutinous crew with only one place of sanctuary left to her. Comograph. (laughs) Comora. Comora. Yeah. It's... They don't... I wish they talked more about why her crew mutinied her. And maybe it was actually in the book that it explains why they mutinied. But I couldn't find anything, mm. unfortunately. They're, they're Dark Eldar. Do they need a reason? No, yeah, Corsairs maybe. aren't necessarily Dark Eldar. Not necessarily, but they're not good. They're fucking pirates. So Yeah, but still. Yeah, I would yeah. like to know why they Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Hmm. Point three. As often happens with the despot that is the Dark City, Yavarni found herself in the slums fighting to survive until she joined a witch cult. Which is still not a guarantee of your life to survive in a witch cult. So Even if you're not in the arena, you might just get ganked in your sleep. Yeah, welcome to the Dark City. Yeah, enjoy. (laughs) She's safe. I just feel like even if you're in the witch cult, like your partner, like whoever is in like the same level of authority as you, they have the exact same reason to kill you as everyone else does (laughs) out there. So. Yeah. There's no safe place. No. While in a massive gladiatory of free-for-all that included many witches, tyranids, and other monsters and slaves, Yavarni was slain by a priestess of Morihag. It was in that moment, in the full view of... Um, Kimura. Kimura. Yeah. And even Vich himself, that you needs newly view for... Oh, sorry. Yanid's newly formed conscience reached across the galaxy and anointed Yanari as the high priestess, raising her from the dead. <laughs> I love how public it was. You know, mm-hmm. no one, if Yavrain, it had kind of just happened in an alley or whatever, people might not have believed it. But if, like, Vect was actually at this match himself. Oh, was he? So he even saw this happen with his own eyes. And that's uh. kind of like... Yeah, that's, that changes everything. Yeah, because now he's convinced that, oh, this is power, you know, true power. And if he's there, it means a lot of other people are also going to be there. Yeah. So the fact that all these people saw it, it's, it's like um, it's a testament to your power. You know, no one yeah. can, like, claim it didn't happen when you had so many witnesses that actually saw it happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I like that. I think it, it's a good. That's a good writing moment at that. Yeah. At Yanid's touch, a great disjunction happened in the dark city, and many demons began to swarm and attack it with Visarchi's help. Yvrain was able to avoid Vetch's attempt to capture her, and together they escaped Kamora. Yeah. Um, and a disjunction. You actually mentioned disjunction earlier, <laughs> which I? is funny because. I was not familiar with this term huh. at all. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But a disjunction is an event, and it's unique to the webway, and oh. it's when the webway and the warp space collides, and it's like a, a hole opens in the webway oh. that allows demons to come into the webway or people in the webway to get out. So there have been many different disjunctions over like the course of the webway, but... They are there are some very large ones as well, like this one. This was a huge, yeah. massive battle that happened in Kimura. Very cool. Yeah, I like that the, the name, the disjunction. Yeah, <laughs> nice super highway passage. That's right. Um, she wields the crone sword, Kavar, Kavar, and often is accompanied by a. Grinks, whose loyalty was given to her after its former master, Guillotinian Onyx Blade, sacrificed her soul to Yvrain. Take I, my soul I and my cool cat. I did not understand that interaction <laughs> yeah. at all. I was trying to read like how she got this cat. And um, apparently they were going to Belial 4. Yeah. And this Gwentilian Onyx Blade, she was like, no, I'm never going back there. But tell you what, take my soul, <laughs> or just don't come. Yeah, I didn't understand. Like, and my cat. <laughs> yeah, and then the gyrings just like uh, maybe recognized that the soul moved to Yvrain or whatever, and, oh, and followed it. Over. Yeah, that makes sense because the yeah the jinxes are so like they're extremely loyal, yeah. and they follow. Like, I don't know, okay. they have their own methods for determining who to follow. Sounds like. You know, your brain was like, I want that cat. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going to kill this person, exactly. eat the soul, take the cat, and then just say, she gave me the soul. She, sac- she, she sacrificed. She have her soul. <laughs> Look, she wanted this. <laughs> Look at this note she wrote yeah. seconds before it happened. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> so yeah, that's your brain. Uh, she's one of the two main leaders of the Yunari. The other one is the Vizark. And uh, the Vizark, or the Sword of Yanid, is a mighty Eldar warrior who has sworn himself to Yanid, but also to Yvrain. Sib, sib, sib. Yeah, this sib. is the Sib, guys. This is the Sib. This is, we need all those pictures changed that yeah. show Yvrain and Raboot. Please, Lorehammer community, we can do this. We can change this to the true Simp. Yeah, and the, the Simp is the Vizark. Yeah. He is doing the Simp. Uh, but the, re- the reason that the meme is funny is because it pisses off more people when it's Raboot. That's why. That's why. That's a good. Meme. Yeah, but it's less this accurate. This pisses off. This pisses off no one. It's not. Accurate. I'm quite upset at the fact of Eldar making love. I I want to end all Eldar life. <laughs> I'm quite upset. And any good imperial citizen would feel the same way as me. Yeah, James. Raboot <laughs> deserves to be happy. You know why? Because he's the master of the Imperium. <laughs> and I stand by my statement. That the other one pisses off. Get out! Get out of here! Get the fuck out of here! I'm not pissed off. I'm deeply hurt. <laughs> Uh, the Vizark was originally a Beeltan Dire Avenger Exarch of the considerable na- ren- considerable standing renowned known as Lalarian. Larian. He met Yvrain when she was just a mere aspect warrior, teaching her much of swordsmanship. 
Ooh. Larian grew close to his student <laughs> and developed strong feelings for her. He was much saddened when, oh, much saddened when Yvrain left his shrine. Oh, and so sad. Much, many tears and chose instead to become an outcast and a witch. When she joined the murderous, murderers of Cormora, his spirit broke. <laughs> and his feelings for Yurain diverted the course of his path. And this is where it gets crazy. In a night unprecedented decision, Larian left his shrine, which he's the exarch of, you know, the leader lost on the path, and yep. decided to fall, follow Yurain. This is I'm ready for the this. only guy in 10,000 years that's ever left his <sighs> path, and he did it for a chick. So this is the simp. Yeah. Now, I'm totally ready for this conversation of the idea of an yeah. exarch leaving his path. Unfortunately, we'll save it. I gotta save it. Yeah. I gotta bottle up all my feelings <laughs> and not do what Larion did, and I'm gonna make good decisions. <laughs> so the Vizarch reappeared in Komora at the side of the newly awakened emissary of Unid, Yvrain. During this time, he posed as an incubus in the Shrine of the Coiled Blade. As an incubus, he became infamous. Uh, known as the Scarlet Incubi, uh, and he later struck down the shrine's clavex and took his position by right of conquest. This guy's fucking sweet. So yeah. he he was the exarch of a dire vendor shrine. Then he went and went into um, the incubus, joined it, killed the leader. Normally, to become an incubus, you have to kill a dire avenger, and now he's flipped. You have it to all. kill an exarch, actually. Yeah, and now he's flipped it all around, and now he's even killed his own shrine leader he's yeah. the best he's cool he's a very cool character mm -hmm. people don't give him enough attention um as an incubus oh i read that one he is later instrumental in yvrain's escape from the dark city and the formation of the yunari he now acts as the simp i mean the guardian <laughs> of the brain and has fought alongside her for uh expeditions to resurrect you need uh the vizar continues to serve yvrain as one of her chief protectors and during the battle of illagath Elagias, whatever, was nearly killed by Shelex Hellbane. Yeah, uh, that's that keeper of secrets. Yeah. His death, uh, his apparent death was enough to summon the Incarn, but after the battle, Yvrain was able to regenerate his broken form. So we're going to get into this later, too. That there's a pattern of coming back from the dead, which is not... Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it's baked into the identity of the Inari. Yeah, but it, but it's, just, it's not. It doesn't make for great writing. No. Yeah. Well, what do you want? Time travel or resurrection? You gotta get ah, one or the why other. Do you have to, yeah. They're the only why two not options. Just real consequences? Storytelling. Yeah. Why not just real consequences? <laughs> no, no, that's stupid. <laughs> In battle, the Visarch wields a crone sword, Asavar, and wields ancient armor known as the Beal Anshock. Wow. Does this guy have a model? Yeah, he does. He's oh. the, the red guy with the fur cape. I yeah, and that. he has yeah, the pull him up, pull him up. the horns on the back of his armor. Mark, pull that up. <laughs> Got it. So quick. So he fast. has the horns on the back of his armor that you normally only see with Incubus, right? Yeah. 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 And he even has a bunch of spirit stones all over him. This yeah. is the oh. simp. Yeah, yeah this I him. wouldn't say that to his face. No, no, for oh, sure not. No, no I'm, I'm in a podcast studio, safe and sound, 10,000 <laughs> yes. light years away from him. So <laughs> yes. it's fine. But yeah, no, he's cool. He's, he's super cool, cool. Like uh, yeah. just the fact that he's able to master multiple paths, leave a path, multi master being an incubus, which I love too. Yeah, because like, those are supposed to be one of the craziest warriors in all of Kimura. Yeah. Okay. Question though, like, did he leave the path? No, because he... no. Save it. I love you, James. Yeah, we got a whole tales of the warp at the end. We're going to talk about. Too. We're specifically going to talk about him and yeah. his path. Okay. In this podcast? Okay. Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, uh, but stay tuned. Uh, we're going to do a quick ad spot and get right back to the show. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And welcome back. Uh, we just finished talking about Yevrain and the Vizark, the two leaders of the brand new um, Yanari faction. Yeah. And so now I guess we're going to talk about... Yeah, we're going to jump back to... We talked a little bit of what, you know, um, Yanid was a little bit. But as, you know, we've learned more about that botched ritual that's happened. <laughs> uh, we learned some other things. We find some crazy powers that he's had now that have start to manifest yeah so uh yanid remains a dream uh, the embodiment of a possibility that has yet to be fully realized hope for a dying race so he still is not capable of performing i think what their hope is yet yeah he's not killing slanish yet. right yeah uh, the shattering of bl infinity circuit uh which happened oh god i can't remember exactly when um, so it happened during, well, after the 13th Black Crusade, but during right. that kind of time frame. And Yvrain was there yeah. with it. Because it was her purpose or her goal to attempt to stop the destruction of Beelten's Infinity Circuit. Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, who who was there? Okay, I'm going to do a quick search. I know as soon as I see one detail, it'll all sure. come back to me. So the shattering of Beelten's Infinity Circuit unleashed a vast explosion of psychic energies that caused warp vortices to, bi- to spiral into being around the stricken craft world, but also gave a focal point for the Eldari god of the dead to manifest his avatar in real space. Cool. So was born the Yincarn, and Yanid's avatar, a being both beautiful and terrible, whose mastery over deathly energies were the supernatural powers of Yanid Inead himself. I like the inclusion of the avatar. I don't know if everyone does, but it fits with how the Eldar view their gods. Hmm. I think a lot of the Eldar would be blown away if Inead himself appeared. But I think they're already familiar with the idea of their godly powers inhabiting something, especially through the Avatar of Cain. You know, like that's something every Eldar is familiar with. And I think this Avatar of Inead, the Incarn, it's... I feel like it's more comfortable for them than Inead himself showing up. Yeah. Hmm. 
Is, well, there, is there a model for that or any yeah. depiction? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a model for the, the Incarn. Yeah, this is... Pull that up. Pull that up. This is him there, too. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Very cool. It's so crazy, like, how slanishy looking it kind of looks, and, you know, there's all those conspiracies. Hilarious. Yeah. 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 Let's see what you did there. <laughs> They're really just feeding Slanesh. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a demon yeah. of Slanesh. Yeah. You know what happens when you do an excessive amount of death? death. <laughs> you feed Slanesh <laughs> with your excess. It's maybe it's Fun. the avatar of Slanesh. Oh my Ooh. god. Uh something I heard crazy while reading through this. Have you heard of the mask of Slanesh? No. Yeah, well, that's a thing. Google apparently. It, Mark. Okay, what is it? It's just a thing. I did oh. not even look. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I kept seeing reference to this mask, but the mask kept doing negative things. Like the mask, like killing all these Eldar. And I was like, what on earth is this Harlequin mask doing? But it was just the Mask of Slanesh and my own Classic. inability to read. So, Yinkarn <laughs> um, was the first step to the Seventh Path, a method of awakening Inead without sacrificing the entire Eldar race. But during the quest for the Crone Swords, a battle against the Thousand Sons, the Yinkarn went missing after the battle. He later reappeared defending Yvrain from Shalaxi Hellbane during the Battle of Eeth class, summoned to the battlefield by the apparent death of the Vizark. Mm-hmm. We say apparent because... You just come back. From That's there. right. That's With, a, it's only temporary. <laughs> yeah, all death in the Inari is temporary. <laughs> yeah. uh, With Inead's manifestation of the Incarn and each dead Eldar soul being pulled to him, the nascent god grows in power and is closer than ever before to full manifestation. Mm-hmm. So the Incarn is acting now as kind of a lodestone for Eldari souls. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, the one difference between, like, the Avatar of Cain and this Avatar is you have to continually summon the Avatar of Cain. And he won't last forever. Yeah, yeah. He At some point, he... Out. Exactly, yeah. Um, with this one, yeah, since they're constantly kind of feeding him souls and they're battling and then he's eating those souls as well. Yeah, I guess he can just kind of sustain himself forever. Um, and maybe, like, so we kind of talked about how he disappeared for a little bit. Like, who knows what happened? Maybe he kind of vanished. Maybe he can kind of flicker in and out briefly. Right. Maybe it takes a little too much energy to sustain himself all the time. Yeah. So he just pulls back for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I really like that connection between him and the Avatar of Cain in this regard. The Avatar of Cain requires one Eldari sacrifice to manifest yeah we can only be sustained for however much energy is given by one eldari's soul sure but this avatar created out of the shattered pieces of an entire infinity circuit and who now is able to draw eldari souls into himself like i like that you can kind of connect that logic point and say well yeah of course, he can just be around forever yeah. if he can just use that energy. Yeah, I'm going to ask a question. I know there's no answer to, but <laughs> if he's eating the souls, this avatar, does that mean they're not going to? And he's using the souls to power his existence. Does that mean that they're not going to? You need? Does it say he's like consuming them, or is he well, just holding on? If to he's them? using them to yeah. manifest, does that mean that they're getting used up? Or well, is like, the, what's so, the implication there? So with spirit stones and stuff like you can tap into that spirit stone energy without depleting the soul uh, okay, so sure. i imagine they have some type of holding device it could him. be just his entire body was created from the shards of the infinity circuit and very yeah. similar to how um oh, just... living metal oh, yeah works. yeah if it's already yeah an infinity shirt yeah, yeah, yeah his entire yeah. body might just be a conduit for these souls to reside in yeah so okay i mean because that's right. how okay. all right you surprised me <laughs> well that's, surprised me. that's yes. how i kind of imagine Inead being is 
one way I could think about it is that all the infinity circuits form this brain, this nervous system with thousands of connecting points between them. And it's when all of them are coming in together and their souls are flowing through these circuits that the, that's technically the thoughts of um, Inead. And it's all these infinity circuits together creating this brain, which is just forming a consciousness. And so if you say the Yinkarn is just an avatar of it, it would serve to be like, it's just on a smaller scale. So I don't know if he's actually created out of the shards of the infinity yeah, circuit, yeah, yeah. but I like thinking that's, that's that he is a container. That is an acceptable answer because it, it fits within... That fits. <laughs> it's not openly contradictory, so that makes sense. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yes. Thank God. Okay. You passed the test. Oh, it's the worst. Um. Yeah. So that's Inead and the Incarn, technically. Yeah. 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 I... I wonder, is the idea that if he collects enough souls, he will just form the god of, like, he will just become mm. Inead, as, like, if he just continues to collect more and more? Hmm, I wonder if that is the, the goal. Yeah. Because, like, like... Unfortunately, we don't know what the ritual is. Like, yeah. they have the Incarn. That's step one. Well, yeah, and, like, even they don't know what the ritual is anymore. They want to do this five crone steps, and now yeah. they can't do it anymore. So even they don't know how to do it, what to do with it. Yeah. It's. It almost seems like they've now. reached this weird impasse where yeah. they can't technically move forward with their plan. Yeah. So, I mean, they'll work it out. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, I wish them the best. <laughs> let's talk about their organization. Um, so a great many Eldari hailing from every possible sub-faction and allegiance, uh, save the most conservative and entrenched. There are still some of the Anari, uh, a lot, many Asuriani, who deny that this... You need is the way to save the Eldari race. Yep. Uh, that's one of the reasons why Ulthway or Eldrad Uthran was banished from Ulthway. A, you know, he killed a bunch of crystal seers and stole <laughs> yeah. them from craft worlds. But also, they just refuse to believe that yeah. this is the way. Yeah. So there are still those out there who don't think it's proper. Yeah. Um, so many have enjoined the Inari cause, and the Inari is much of a, a, like a philosophy and an idea as much as an actual organization. Um, and it's not even merely an abstract philosophy, for the effects of their new deity can be seen manifesting around them. There is an awakening happening in the Eldari race directly tied to Inead's awakening and the Incarn. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, this already psychic race, they're just so tuned to everything around them. Yeah, you them. would, I guess you would, like, you would feel You would it feel it in, in your like, craft world. Yeah, like you would you would know for sure that this is something different, something new. Something has changed. Something has changed. I feel it in the, I see I it in the water. I was just about to do that. I was just about to do that. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yeah. Guys, oh, I never considered that. That's a very yeah. cool thought. I, Yeah, I totally bet that all the Exodite, their, uh, what are they called? Their world pillars? Hmm. Right? That's what they call their infinity circuits? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking uh, Exodites. They're not called world pillars? No. Whatever. They're infinity circuits. The craft world infinity circuits. I bet all of them went through this crazy, resonant, humming, psychic blast or ripple at the moment of Inead's <gasps> awakening. I feel it. Exactly, yeah. To a race that's so finely tuned to like the psychic world, it, it would be crazy if that wasn't the case, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Checks out. Um, okay. There are two known sub-factions within the Inari. So 
it's kind of funny for a ra- uh, faction that's supposed to like bring everyone together. <laughs> they then decided to break into two. Um, so the first is the Eldari Blade Hosts, who fight directly under the command of Yvrain, and the second is the Soulbound Vanguard. And those are the warriors who choose to fight under the leadership of the Vizark. Yeah. So that's not really a difference. I know, though. yeah. yeah. I Especially just... since Yvrain and the Vizark fight side by side, you never see one without the other. Yeah. Sure. If anything, it's more just like a split of like duties and responsibilities. Yeah. So you can have two people fighting on different fronts. Sure. You're still all fighting for the same thing. Yeah. Um, and the battleship Iniad's Dream, which is an Eldari ship, um, and serves as the flagship of the Inari fleet. Yeah. 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 But there's you know there's all types of uh, all types of Eldar that have joined mm-hmm. the Inari. Um, it it'd be cool to see some conversions like. I just wonder what you would do to make the Yanari like uniquely Yanari. Like, what well, if you try to bring all these factions together? Yeah. What would you do? Just slap on some skulls? Like, so I think for myself, I would, and we've talked about this before. How we love to take things that previously existed and then show how they change. Hmm. So you take a group of Dark Eldar. Oh my God! What are the basic troop? <laughs> Cabalite warriors. Yeah. So sure. you take a group of Cabalite warriors who are already painted in their way and then you pick some symbol or uh like a token that gets put on their armor to show their change Mm. in allegiance okay and the simplest thing okay little sidetrack mark has been painting uh urukai yeah and you've been painting the white hand of sauron (laughs) on these urukai and they look so good like that hand (laughs) like over the face you see the whole all the fingers like it even looks like you got the indentations (laughs) of the palm like it's not a solid piece anyways seeing a mark similar to that over all these cabalite warriors would be so cool you know it would be a cool way to because you could do the handprint but also almost make it like that a glowing blue so it's almost like they've been psychically touched oh yeah you like try and get a a weird outline on it yeah like it's some sort of like you almost or, if you could like negative space paint that somehow ooh. like if you had like a stencil you put over top that was a handprint and then you like airbrushed yeah. over top and then it looks like they got psychically touched by something and like I'm in now. <laughs> I would love to see Eldar already painted as what they were who okay. have like thrown away their allegiances to now join this new one, this yeah. new hope for their race really. Yeah. Yeah. But I would def- I don't want to see like a uniform painted Yanari army. I want to see yeah. them coming from all the backgrounds that they're supposed to come yeah, from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's their organization. Um, so it's very loose. Yeah. And it feels very merit based. Like, hey, you like did this crazy thing. Now you're in charge of this squad or whatever. They just don't have that hierarchy. Yeah. Well, that... a lot of their hierarchies too just come from you know this shrine from a craft world joins. They already have their exarch. They already have. That's their hierarchy true. That's that a good point. With them. Yeah. You know. Uriel still commands like his group or uh, yeah. whatever. They're yeah. shining, flying people. Yeah. So know. instead of changing anything below, lots of people just added one person above them interesting yeah you know i like that it i don't know it feels very organic for the eldar yeah okay next we have some psychic abilities with this new influx of psychic energy from you need came over new or came new abilities and many uh eldari subcultures found themselves able to draw from power within members of the yunari carry the spirit stones of deceased eldar whose souls they, they use to bolster their own psychic powers, and they're also able to siphon the energy of the recently dead to invigorate themselves. 
Um, so they're able to kind of draw more and more souls. Um, even with um, the spirit stones, they're able to communicate with them more effectively, where before you needed, like, spirit seers to be able to communicate with the dead. Yeah, there's this ease of communicating mm-hmm. with the dead that has never been seen before. Mm-hmm. Couldn't uh, backfire. There's no way this could backfire. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but what's crazy is, like, you're actually able to even, these spirit stones, they have, like, apparently you're able to draw from the skills even of the dead Eldar inside this great swordsman you now know all these stances so you kind of make these crazy they're almost like uh, uh, phoenix lords in a sense where it's like you get these guys with a bunch even of... exarchs ha- d- used to do that a well, lot guess, as well yeah because yeah, they kept a lot of the old exarch spirit stones in their armor yeah 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 but yes it's happening more on a much more public scale than it ever had before because mm-hmm. before these elders probably never even dreamed of communing with dead people or you do it through somebody exactly yeah. yeah there's always a buffer between you yeah. and the land of the dead yeah um, there are even some within the Yunari, such as Yvrain, who are able to pull the souls of the dead from the warp at the time of death and force them back into the soul of the, or back into the body, um, a type of resurrection. So we have some examples, you know, we've talked about, um, the Vizark had this happen. Yeah. Uriel had Uriel, it happen. Um, Reboot Gilliman had this happen. Uh, I'm sure she does this often. Like, to just whoever she wants, really. I mean, it honestly, I, I just like see there's... her walking through a battlefield, yeah, resurrecting like... hundreds of people at a time. Do, does she have to fix the body in order to do this? Or does she, like, do they, like, it, do they like, fix it's the just body like, and then they pull the soul back so You can it? psychically fix it. So it's, like, it's, okay. it's all this whole psychic process. Sure. Of... Have you ever heard of magic? Yeah. Okay, no, like, that just made, I, I was just trying to figure out the process. Because that would Yeah, you bring it back in. My leg! The head is still beheaded. Yeah, like, if you're dead, if you're, like, I could see if you're, like, I feel fixed the body but obviously the soul's gone so it's just a husk but then you pull the body the soul back in and now it's just reanimated yeah. i that, yeah. that, that's a cool they're not going to give you a step one through 1000 process you you're gonna have to use out, a little yeah. imagination <laughs> obviously i'm not um, gonna hold my hand <laughs> and here's another reason tragically many Aldari see the Yunari or Reborn as corrupted by the very demonic forces they seek to thwart. Others believe they are already dead inside and are the doom of their race. So, like, lots of these Eldar, too, they just don't want to join that. Just imagine, like, people are getting resurrected. You're like, this ain't cool, man. Like, they already have, like, um, they look at wraith constructs. Uh, putting spirit stones into wraithbone constructs as like necromancy and they don't like that yeah. even the idea of fooling around with the souls of the departed is not there's nothing positive about that in almost every eldar's eyes so then Yvrain comes out and says actually i have dominion over death <laughs> like that's very controversial and many would take that extremely negatively like yeah man you you shouldn't look at the people who oppose y- the yanari as like naysayers or stupid or willfully ignoring there is like do you really think there's no consequences to getting resurrected like maybe right now they haven't written any but that is such an open book and page for them to say that yes like there are negative consequences to this and personally you feel i bad when you come back because you die <laughs> Yeah, there was a little, yeah, some pain. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, okay. I really hope they do include some negative aspect of it. But until then, I will just assume that they just don't know about it yet. Yeah. Well, I, this is actually a really interesting aspect to the story that they're writing. Because there's so much depth 
all around it that makes it really interesting. Like there's these layers of that seem built into the story already. It seems like this was a well written addition to the lore in that the uh, like there is that inherent conflict where you're messing with the dead. Well, that's like not something we do. Yeah. But it also is the only way we're going to save ourselves. Right. Like, there's so many layers to how this is yeah. interesting. And I think that was a well done, well yeah. added aspect of the story. I still don't think it's like the best written I've ever seen. Sure. But since doing this episode, I am much more invested in the Yanari storyline than I ever have been. It's interesting at yeah. the very least. There are worse written storylines. Absolutely. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, I know it beat it to death, but like the idea of like, the primaries come out of nowhere. This doesn't come out of nowhere. It no. comes out of stuff that already exists. It fits in well. It doesn't yeah. invalidate anything else. It just makes it... It adds a new dimension. Absolutely. There's just a lot of well-done yeah. things about this yeah. when you compare it to other things that they've added. So, yeah. it, what, What's nice, too, is it even creates, like... Uh, conflict within like craft worlds like yeah like you could now fight craft worlds first craft worlds on tabletop because they're fighting over the unari or whatever yeah. which it's a little harder to do that before just due to the nature of eldar don't want to kill themselves especially right. craft worlds yeah but you know when people are resurrecting your grandpa and you're like don't use my grandpa's soul brah you might go to war for that yeah but and i think as the unari grow yeah. they inevitably will be forced to take over the most precious resource that they can need which is souls and so at some point they are going to start cannibalizing other craft worlds because they desperately need this energy yeah or or even just extremists of the followers of yunari where they're like there's only one way to win that's right yeah gun like come here (laughs) oh yeah that would be yeah, like, and they're like just a, going to go purge an accelerationist their yeah, man. faction where they're just like, we're killing our species only <laughs> to make the... That's great. That would be an amazing army to build. That would be yeah. sweet. So there's there's a lot more layers to the Inari than I think any of us had realized prior to this. There, there's a lot of cool stuff except for the fact that they just can just resurrect themselves. There's got to be a consequence. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more at at the bottom in the Tales of the Warp, but we can carry on. Uh, So we're going to do some battles uh, that we found enjoyable for one regard or another. Uh, We'll start with... uh, So yeah, I put them in the order of... We picked random battles, whatever we thought was cool, but mm. the order that they're in is how they chronologically would have happened. So James is yeah, first. Yeah, I'll hit hit up the Battle of uh, Demesnes or the Battle of the Port of Demesnes. So it's an interesting battle because that this is the one that had to do with Eldrad Ulthran, like s- trying to create. Uh, yeah, this is his ritual this on is Kohira. His, yeah, exactly. So mm. obviously he wants this moon, but the moon is worthless to the humans who have this control of this system. But the planet itself is like a major, uh, a major planet that they, the humans do care about okay. keeping control of. So he distracts the the Terran fleets by attacking the port with just an all-out assault, but the and leaving the moon relatively unguarded because who cares about that? There's nothing on it. Yeah. But this is the one that has all that psychic sand. Yeah, he doesn't hate it. It does get everywhere, and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so so he he's going there, he's yeah. fighting for it, but unfortunately the Death Watch Captain Artemis, who seems to be everywhere all the time where he needs to be. <laughs> yeah. For a Death Watch guy, he gets around. And so he uh kind of detects that this is a feint of some sort, and so he goes to the moon and he hunts down 
uh, Eldrado's friend. Yeah. And so he... he uh, they get into a little tumble. You know, yeah, they, they spar fight. for 47 days. Neither <laughs> one of them gets... <laughs> and wounded. nights. And nights. Yeah, yeah. They don't take any time off. No. Well, but the the funny thing is, like, Eldrad's like, I'm trying to kill Slanesh. This is a good thing for both of us. And you have this classic, like, kind of Eldar situation where oh, we're really on the same side. They seem to do this a lot. We're really on the same side. Like... Are we though? And the, the humans, why is your fleet attacking us then over there? <laughs> it's so yeah, that seems like a kind of silly thing to be putting forward. But like, yeah. obviously, he's a space marine. He he doesn't care. So he just <laughs> shoots them, and then this causes the entire uh, ritual to just go and become a huge mess. It's like the way I read it was like it was about it was like on in the on the path to being successful. Yeah. Like we were gonna summon. This in, god, we were gonna, and I think it was supposed so to be like close. fully realized. Yeah. Iniad, like it was supposed to be the full god, yeah. Yeah. the full Monty, the big Mama Jama. Yeah. He's here, thanks but, Artemis. But Artemis uh, shoots him, and I, I think he kills him at that point, or uh, does he come back to life or some Ulf, shenanigans? I don't know. Or something? Like it's entirely possible that Ulthran dies in this, but he, I don't know. He's even died in previous editions of lore. He's been brought back a couple yeah. of times. So who he's knows? Died a couple he's weird around. Times. Yeah. Either way, he gets shot, causes the the whole ritual to go awry, and then that's when this this sliver of yeah. his psychicness goes to Gamora and inhabits, yeah. possesses, cool. touches, <laughs> temporarily reaches inside, whatever you want, enters. Enters, uh, yeah, that's that's fine. It, uh, I Choose think, your verb here. I think also um, when the ritual fails, that's also when the crystal seers die. Mm. I don't think originally they were supposed to, and that's one of the big reasons why Ulthran uh, is banished from Ulthway is because mm. of the destruction of these seers. Yeah, because like he didn't want anyone to die. Essentially, no. he was trying to avoid the death of any of the Eldar to to make this happen. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah, it's a shame because it. Oh, I guess it's a shame. It's part of the well, story. That's a, a damn shame. Sad. My life would be so much better if only this one thing. <laughs> what a shame. What, what a shame. shame. <laughs> but I like that you chose that because that that's the it's the crux. It's the beginning of everything Iniad related. Like it's the first battle related to Iniad. It's the first time he appears. It's the first time it becomes um, like public knowledge between all the the Eldari. Mm-hmm. It's a great starting point. Um, mine uh, was the war in the labyrinth. Um, so, and what's crazy, all the battles take place in 999 M41. Busy, busy year. It's a busy year <laughs> for the Yanari. <laughs> um, so at some point later, uh, chaos is, chaos and like the Pantheon is growing more and more nervous about the idea of a fully awakened Inead. And, uh, so the Thousand Sun Sorcerer, Aramon, decided that after Yanari's defeat at Iandin, it was the perfect time to strike. What? An Eldar? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, ambushing the Yanari while they were traveling through the webway, the Chaos forces quickly scattered and separated the Yanari forces. The battle was fought on several fronts, uh, including one led by Eldrad, Uthran, one by the Phoenix Lords, and one by the Triumvirate. And the Triumvirate is... Yvrain. Yvrain, the Yincarn, and, and the Vizark, yeah. It was like the, the three, it's the holy trinity yeah. of the Inari. Um, as Yvrain, the Vizark, and the Yincarn prepared to engage with Armand, he actually just teleported them out of the webway and into the warp. 
which it's that's just straight uh. death. You, know? like, you can't just survive uh, in the war. That's a cool move. <laughs> it's pretty badass, actually. Yeah. They're all like gathering their gear, starting to cast <laughs> their spells, and he's just like, "Bye, bye, <laughs> toodles." Um, See ya. <laughs> but he, Rain, actually convinced Aramon to let to teleport them back in after she showed her ability to cure the rubric marines curse Crazy. and she was actually able to bring them back to life like as in like they're now space marines yep. with a body oh yeah. so that's like the only time i think they you've ever witnessed the rubric the rubric yeah. being healed is and that is Araman's only goal yeah he is yeah. not concerned with anything other than bringing back those marines to life yeah interesting so yeah he's like oh shit how many did she bring back? I didn't say, but I assume it was a lot. I almost think it was every single one that he had brought with him. So there's potentially some of those walking around that are flesh and blood. Oh, sweet, sweet James. <laughs> Just wait till we'll see what happens. Just wait for point four. <laughs> so, I'm not reading ahead. I'm, I'm experiencing this story live. <laughs> so Armin is like, oh shit, this is awesome. And he brings them back out from the webway or out of the warp back into the webway because he's like you gotta like show me how this you did this power teach me it i saved your life now you owe it to me yeah and her brain's like shit bitch bye <laughs> and she tells a wraith knight to just smash a massive hole in the wall of the webway which sucks all the marines that she had just healed out into the war uh, to die because that's yeah. what happens in the war <laughs> you die um and then arman is like all pissed but he's lost a bunch of his forces Coils mustache I'll be back Peace for you. Out. Yeah, he just like gets out of there, and yeah. well, how um, did he not get sucked down into the war? Armor, the mag boots. Yeah, have you never heard of plot armor? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah, I don't know how he tries to get stuck, but the staff gets stuck in the holes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a dog taking a stick through yeah. a door. Exactly. Yeah, so he's too stupid. To... <laughs> um. So yeah, he. Uh, Unfortunately, he consigned all of his Marines that were still there. They all just got destroyed. So it was a bad day for Armin, unless you count the fact that he now knows it's reversible. Because mm. I'm pretty sure over, you know, 10,000 years, he probably lost a little bit of hope at some point that yeah, he would well, ever fix it. You might, you might consider that worth it. In his, he probably considers it worth it. I know it's possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah who cares? I lost a few schmoes. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Like I can yeah. now, he has something to work towards, like a yeah. goal to focus on. So, um, yeah. And even though the Inari did win the battle, uh, they lost close to fifty percent of all their forces. Jeez. And uh, we mentioned this previously, but it was after this battle that the Yinkarn disappeared, yeah. and all the Phoenix Lords. That's a pretty big fucking blow to the Inari. Yeah. Um. So one thing here that we can note is, like the Yinari. As much as they are masters of death, they're not really. Like, they are, they still lose battle, like, forces, like, the whole bringing people back from the death. Like, you have to be there at the right time type situation. It's not just, like, after the battlefield, you're resurrecting everyone who yeah. just died. Yeah. Um, it seems to be there's a very tight window on how that yeah. needs to work. And also, like, a lot of the time, too, you have to, like, kill another soul to get that soul to then power your soul to get it back into like yeah, there's, it there's, must take a lot of energy to reach into the warp some steps you know soul magic's weird okay like, I, I read this book one time and the image of it is kind of really um sticking with me and in the book this person like reached into the world beyond yeah. to grab the soul but 
it's hard to separate everything in this other realm from just the soul that you're trying to grab. And so it takes a lot of energy maybe to gather that entire consciousness into one place Hmm. and then the energy required to separate it from everything and pull it out and move it in. Like not anyone could do this. You know, your brain was very accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She was, she's a great conduit for the power. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's the battle of the war in the labyrinth. Um, in the end, technically, Yanari did win, but they lost a lot of forces. Cool. Uh, the battle I chose was the Dark Eldar Civil War. Uh, so, though always beset by violence and strife, the Dark Eldar realm of Cormora has become partially volatile since the Great Disjunction that arose following the formation of the Great Rift. Seeking to counter the Yunari influence that has since arose in the Dark City, Supreme Overlord Vact has begun manipulating many assets within Kimura. Seeking to eliminate Yvrain and her sect without being seen as openly murdering the prophets of Yanid. I really like that, actually. He's <laughs> uh, like, I'm going to kill you, but I don't want everyone to know uh, I'm yeah. killing you. <laughs> As such, Karmara has erupted into large levels of violence as various cabals are beset upon by pro-Yanari factions without even realizing Vect is behind such acts. <laughs> One such example is cabal is the Cabal of the Lords of the Iron Thorn, eliminating the Cabal of the Poisoned Hope. Vect also used a third-party brokers to put bounties on Yvrains and her followers' heads, creating entire hunting expeditions by assassins and bounty hunters in Komora. In truth, Vect's Vect Vect needed little push. Uh, Vect needed little to push the city towards strife, as the Dark Elder required spa- sparse cause to murder one another. Yeah, it's yeah. already a boiling yeah, already pot of that, murder yeah. and violence. So <laughs> you really just need the right amount of propaganda yeah, to the, point them into direction that you want. Yeah, but I I just love this picture of just like the fighting get getting even crazier. Now you have all these factions again, once again, just like on the craft worlds, but you dial that up even crazier in Kimura. Kimura is way more willing to like, yeah, I'll fucking (laughs) be go nuts over this. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, while Vect has managed to destroy large amounts of pro-Yunari factions within Kimura, entire sub realms of the dark city have nonetheless fallen under Yunari control. These have been fortified and now separate enclaves in their own right. I did not know that. That's cool. Very cool. Like little mini Cormoras, yeah. essentially. Little like, bastions of Yanari's yeah. power. Yeah. It's very neat. Yeah, because they, d- they don't have a craft world, you know? They don't have a planet that they can go back on mm-hmm. and, like, build stockpiles of weapons or vehicles. So now maybe these places can supply them. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um. Um, something else we wanted to mention was just a couple notable Yanari. Uh, these are names that you're definitely going to recognize. Uh, you have Eldrad Uthran, who is the outcast farseer of Craftworld Uthway. One of the no- oldest known Eldar. Yes, been around for 10,000 years. You have Prince Yeriel, uh, the Prince of Yandid, bonded w- then the bonded wielder of the Spear of Twilight. Yeah, and he leads like the biggest Corsair fleet. Mm-hmm. Quick test. Which, what power did the Twilight Sword have? It was forged in Burning Souls. <laughs> that was its power. <laughs> uh, nice. You have Lelith Hesperax, who was a succubus of the Witch Cult of Strife. And, like, the most famous succubus in all of Kimura. Vect was in love with her at one yeah, point. Yeah. Like, he could not get enough of her. And to see her... And these are such public figures. Yeah. To have them, like, move over, it just... That alone must convince a lot of people to yeah. put their stock into it. Mm-hmm. They're stonks. Inari <laughs> going up. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 
Uh, you have Kaisaduris. So this was one of the original um, Yanarians. Yeah. He was the Eldar mystic that helped Uthran in his early meditations of the sleeping god. He was later turned to a wooden statue by Armin. So interestingly enough, Yanari oh. <laughs> wasn't, or Yvrain wasn't able to resurrect him. Oh, okay. Because, and I like, I like the idea that a very particular and specific death has to happen to you hmm. um, in order to be resurrected because maybe he's not even dead. What if he's still living, but he's just wooden and no one knows how to change him back? Yeah, like the, the thousand suns are all dust, essentially. Exactly, still yeah. still alive, I suppose. Armin is great. <laughs> like, he knows exactly how to transform yeah. flesh and stuff. So, hmm. yeah. I liked that there was some out there. So he was like a hero of the Yanari, but has been defeated and is no longer with them. Just... Maybe they put his wooden statue in, like, a place of honor <laughs> in the flagship. <laughs> uh, and then we have wait. a bunch of the Phoenix Lords. Jane Zar, Karandris, Fugin, Baharoth, Mauganra, Asurman. Yeah. The first Phoenix Lord is now a member yeah. I, I think Yanari. all the Phoenix Lords joined. I don't... Every single one that I could find actual talking about, they yeah. all were willing to join. Yeah. Um, and there are countless other Eldaris from all walks of life that have begun to flock to the Yanari banner. From craft worlds to Exodite worlds, from the Corsair fleets to the depths of Cormoroth, many Eldari feel that change is coming. It's that hope, man. Yeah. That's what I see throughout the entirety of this thing, is this idea that something is coming and it's good for us. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like they haven't felt this way in 10,000 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, like I said, it's a very well added little element i think it's it's quite cool yeah i i know we probably covered this when we did phoenix lords but is jane czar still missing uh so i think all the phoenix lords are missing after that war in the webway okay hmm. yeah even though they brought her model back so that that jane czar that war in the webway is i think it's the most recent thing with all of them okay yeah there's some stuff you know that cool dark elder incubus that they brought out trazar yeah he died I don't yeah, but not really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot about that. You bring out name characters that are dead, and then you write that they actually didn't die, and you give them a new model. I forgot. Uh, okay. Um, and then, so we talked a lot about what they want to do and how they're doing it, who they're doing it with, but let's, like, let's finish our noted section by talking about where are the Yanari now? Like, what are they focused on right now? Yeah, like, they, they would try in that seven path, seven path or whatever. Now, what are they up to? Mm -hmm. So, even while news of the fifth crone sword within the Palace of Slanesh is not new, the Yanari's seventh path seems to have ground to a halt. I, I mean, to me, it would make sense that you find out about that, boom, plan your campaign. Yep. Attack it. Yep. What other course is there for you? Yeah, and it's like, either we all die doing this, and that's how it works, you need wins, or yeah. we get it and you need wins. Exactly. Like, um, so even though they know where it is, uh, they and they haven't made any plans to do it. So Maybe it, there's no way to get there. Maybe. Oh, I don't know, man. Like you, just because you know it's in the Palace of Slanesh doesn't mean you know how to get to the Palace of Slanesh. All right. Yeah, like, I guess I you just, would still have to, like, walk through all the gardens. I guess that's Nurgle. But, like, uh, the maze? That's Zinch. The, the thing is, you just sex stuff. No, you're you're totally right. <laughs> you're right that 
it's it might be a physical place that you go to, but it's in the warp. Yeah. You so know? who knows where that yeah. is? Yeah. I just it, it doesn't be feel infinitely like, far away for all you know. So yeah. it's it feels like no one cares about it now. It feels like they found out that it's in that palace and now they've just like, well, shit. Guess oh, we're shit. out of luck. You yeah. know. <laughs> um. But so it's hard to imagine that Yvrain would have so quickly abandoned that mm. path. Um. And even her actions as of late are not focused on the acquisition of this blade. Hmm. So most recently, she's been consumed by her visions, uh, which often tell her of assassination attempts. And, like, Shalaxi Hellbane is constantly trying to assassinate and kill Yvrain. <laughs> uh, Vect, he even sent out Drazhar. Yeah. To go try and kill her. He's like hunter assassins or whatever. Yeah, never mind all the bounties that he's putting on yeah. her head for it. Never yeah. mind all the... Like, you don't think there's any members of the Imperium that are pissed about her <laughs> gaining yeah. access to McCraig? Yeah. Like, that is a dangerous person who can come to McCraig and leave unmolested. Like, that's big she news. Wasn't un- molested. Kill him in the... <laughs> <laughs> Wrong choice of words. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so she's... Um, consumed by these visions of assassination and she is convinced that in order to survive these and continue her work she must gather as many champions as possible uh and her latest acquisition was the uh, harlequin pariah kaiganil okay and the sister of battle seraphim ephemeral stern yeah um do you know much about this? So it was a little tough to actually find hardcore information. Yeah. The one thing I did find is that in the seventh path, she needs a solitaire. And she is having a lot of trouble finding a solitaire. And so she accepted Kaiganil into her group on his promise that he would find her a solitaire. Huh. And that's one of the last things I think she needs for her path. And Seven then pack. why the sister of battle? I have no idea. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, why would she yeah. be okay? Uh, no sister has ever fallen to uh, chaos, but Yanari, they go to that all the time. Uh, they love the Yanari. I Yeah, I was so I'll, sick of trying to find why this is. Yeah, I'll have to look stern. into that or send us a message. I'm sure there's yeah. a book out there, but if it's just you like know. one of those weird things where at surface level you're like, what is happening yeah here. if you know what it is please let me know because yeah. i got no idea i know ephemeral stern she is some type of uh either a perpetual or she comes back from the dead somehow too, uh, you know, whatever so maybe she's like too many special people out there yeah. anyway <laughs> fuck her wow so that's that's kind of where they're sitting right now it yeah. feels like they're at a stalemate yeah just trying to figure out what to do but like as they fight and call, get more to their cause you need grows their power grows so maybe it's just they're waiting maybe it's a matter they, of time that next tipping point yeah so yeah yeah that is the yanari yeah we have uh some uh after topic questions we some, have some tales, tales from, from the warp, warp. Yeah. tales from the warp, 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 yeah. warp, warp the first warp. one we have is birthing a god so like you can just the elder decide we, we can just birth <laughs> gods now at this point if we want we can find nice planets and we can just birth warp entities um and they decide to go with the one that is death why? Why not like a good one? I think it's the vengeful spirit of the Eldar. Hmm. It is like death that even even a god. Maybe they had to because only the the like god, god of, of death, death could kill a god. Hmm. Maybe that's kind of why. Yeah. It, the, yeah, I um, guess if you get the god of life, good luck giving him a sword and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Isha is yeah, not a know, warrior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I don't could, do that. I could see that as being an explanation. I, though, yeah. For, okay. I think a lot of the Eldari has just been focused on survival and 
this feeling that in the end, like I'm going to contribute at least a little bit to the destruction of Slanesh. And I think a lot of them just have that in the back of their mind. My body will fail. My spirit will live on and I will strike that final blow. And it feels like that's what Inead is manifesting. You know what it might be too, is it might be that they need a God of death in order for their death to overrule Slanesh taking their soul. Like yeah. only the oh, God of death would be powerful enough to overrule that. Only he would have the actual that. claim on the soul yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I could see there being a couple cool explanations for why it sure. being. Yeah. I, the idea of the god of death, um, yeah, I think that makes a decent amount of sense. Yeah, yeah. It's interest, or it's crazy to think that you can step-by-step uh, step manifest a god. Yeah. We know we can trap souls, and what's stopping the Imperium from exterminating a hive world, mm -hmm. trapping all those souls... And then being like, okay, let's create our own god. <laughs> or just give it to the emperor and rejuvenate him. Abs yeah, I mean, they, they do that already on a small scale, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if some, like, there is an overlap between yeah. the Inari, the Inead, the Dominion over Life of Death, and the Emperor's Awakening. And I'm willing to sacrifice all those hive cities to do it, too. Oh, you can always make more people. Exactly. People are a dime a dozen. Yeah. You know, you know what's more expensive? What? Bullets. Bullets. Bullets have higher value than people uh, in the Imperium. That's nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it just you can make a god. It, like, yeah, the god of death, as you say, it makes sense. You need the god of death to have the claim over your soul. You need the god of death to be able to actually kill something. Like, we, we're talking about hope and stuff. Why not make the god of hope? But that's just not going to cut it for what you need essentially yeah. they needed something particularly savage to sure. fight this chaos being fair enough i also wonder how are they so convinced that it would turn out better this time uh, yeah that that baffles me too yeah let's create another chaos. we we created one chaos god let's do it again i'll do it again <laughs> yeah i know this time they had precautions and safety measures <laughs> The yeah the, the regulation watch uh, fucked with. So well, to fine. be fair, I don't know if they're saying it will turn out better for them. They're saying at yeah. least we'll get Slanesh. I think yeah. that's the only thing they're well, talking about. Yvrain seems to be convinced that this seventh path is not going to require the death of the entire race, and I think that's why yeah. so many people are flocking to her is sure. that they see that their race can exist beyond. Yeah. So I think even if it might not be true, they feel like this is only good. Yeah. Um, next question? Yeah. Uh, so wait, wait. You can just leave the pass that you're lost on? You could just you could just say, that chick's hot. I'm, I'm out of here. See ya. Oh my okay, that's God. what I wanted to ask. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Did he leave because he's like, oh, her cause is mighty? Or did he just like booty blind leave? <laughs> booty blind. <laughs> booty blind. Because he, he left Damn. and joined her before she became... Yeah, he just Yvrain. followed her to Kimura. Yeah, or and then he became an incubus and like... Sure, but was there something about what she was doing or how she was or what she... As, is it just as far as I can tell, yeah. her relationship to Inead started in Kimura in that gladiatorial At pit. her death. Yeah, she had no idea yeah. of anything about Inead prior to that. Now, who knows? Maybe, like, there is some weird, like, psychic soul connection that, you know, he maybe ha is a farseer himself and he sees the weird future. That but he he's not. He he's an Exar. It might be some weird latent power, though, is all I'm saying, where, like, he might not even be aware of this connection that he feels and it's just, like, this weird psychic foretelling. Soulmates. Soulmates. Uh, soul okay. sisters. But soul sisters. the idea that soulmates 
Like this Let's is the talk f- about soulmates. The yes. idea that this is the first time that uh, any lost Eldari has had a soulmate. That's horse crab. <laughs> hey man, I didn't write this. <laughs> well, no, that's why I'm thinking that it would make. Obviously, it's more hilarious I, to just say he's booty blind, but maybe there was like I don't know. I had I haven't seen that story, okay. but maybe he was like did sense something about her. Yeah, I have. I don't think it's a good explanation, <laughs> but this is as good as this is as good as I got. Yeah. Um. Ineat is here to destroy all the allegiances that you previously held, and to declare your allegiance only to him and the resurrection of the Eldar race. Okay, and. Even if Yanari or if Rain herself had no connection to Iniad, I believe that Iniad might have been watching her hmm. and oh, sure. looking for someone to be his emissary, yeah. his high priestess. Yeah. And um, she leaves the safety of this dire Avenger cult. She goes to become an outcast. And then he, uh, Larian, finds out that she's now a witch. Well, that is not a great place to stay alive in Kamora, <laughs> no matter how skilled you really are. Yeah. And I think that there's an aspect of Inead that breaks down all old allegiances mm. and all old oaths, everything that might bind you to something, to this ideal. And he is more than willing to say, cast all of that aside. None of it matters anymore. All that matters is me really so that's my own interpretation of it is that he actually had Iniad's help in severing himself from his lost path I'm still convinced that you cannot get yourself off the path now I was thinking about this you know missing sleep and I think okay so you get lost in the forest you're lost on that (laughs) path in the forest we've gone down this trail before we sure have yeah all of a sudden, you can get found. You can walk yourself out of the forest eventually. You're lost. You're lost. All of a sudden, you're, you're free of it. And you di- you're free. We disagree on that fundamentally. <laughs> and I'm not getting in the same shouting match that we did last time we talked about this. Okay. okay here's, here's an alternative. I'm going to sneak in. Yeah. What is, like, what is the reason that uh, she was picked by the god? I, was, I, I don't like, know. So maybe yeah. the reason the god picked her is the same reason he was able to leave the path for her. Maybe she has like some psychic ability herself that would be able to pull him out of that. Maybe he didn't choose to, maybe she pulled him out of the hmm. yeah, like not intentionally. She just draws people to her. Yeah, it's yeah, a lodestone. Yeah. And that's why the god would pick her is cuz she's not she's not just like the person that happened to have gotten this this sliver. Well, she's a virgin. Yeah, and she, she... <laughs> That's the most important detail yeah, in yeah, all yeah. of this. Yeah, sure, yeah, of course. So, yeah. Well, at least she was until she was touched. That's right. Yeah, yeah, by yeah, idiot. By, yeah, by idiot. Yeah, but, like, maybe that's the reason. Yeah. Like, um, her natural charisma, of psychic level of charisma, yeah. pulled him out of the... She was a warlock, too, so she does have, like, powerful enough abilities like that. So Yeah, she was... I, I believe I read that she started on the path of the dancer. Hmm. And then the only other paths I know mentioned are warrior and warlock. Hmm. But apparently she went over many different paths. Oh, I guess also path of the outcast. Yeah. Because she yeah. was a, a corsair for a while. Yeah. So I think I think you could make some explanations. I don't know if there's yeah. it's written somewhere that actually explains how that happened. But I just... Yeah. That was so mind blowing, and it just seemed like such an off the cuff. Yeah, like, just oh, he was an in. exarch, and then now he's not. Yeah, like yeah. you just overturned thirty years <laughs> of Eldar lore by saying this. Yeah, wait, so you can leave. But, but the whole yeah. thing is the whole Yanari thing is that 
they're breaking 30 years that's of why i am convinced that it specifically had to do with any ad and True, i yeah, yeah. I, the idea that he's just he's breaking You're everything no before him to this path exactly system. yeah don't live your life by this path live yeah, your life Spanish by isn't me. gonna eat your soul anymore i got yeah. you yeah i i really I'll like that idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah delicious mm. but cool. yeah it just like how many other people can he pull off that path yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. people and maybe lots of people don't think that's a good thing i mean <laughs> the exarchs they were the trainers of your warriors. If you don't have Exarchs anymore, how are you going to train up these warriors to protect you? They're the ones who hold the le- the knowledge of your shrine, the yeah, history of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. If you don't have Farseers, because Farseers are lost on the path, mm. how are you going to predict the future for your race? How are you going to determine where you need to go? Uh, an, isn't an Otark lost? No. Uh, no, an Otark is just like served on. Oh, no, I think it is. No, no, no. Yeah. I think there's enough function for these people that are lost on their paths that if all of a sudden Ennead comes and starts tearing down all those things, how can old Eldar society function? Yeah. It can't. It can't. Uh, Otarks are on the path of command. Ah, they, that's they, right. They have You're to, right. like, master a bunch of different paths. Yes, they had to have gone on a bunch of different ones. Okay. But, yeah, it's a it's a cool thought that now, yeah, it's breaking. You can, you can, yeah. Uh, Soul consumption rates is my next question. How many grots does it take to power an Eldar soul for an hour? I love the visual of these Eldari walking through this battlefield and just wisps rising off the bat of the bodies beside them, like empowering them, like shielding them even in like this incorporeal like inch around their body. Oh, you could even do the souls, the souls around them screaming into the air. Cause I read that too. The, the souls that they're absorbing actually like talk and whisper around them. And it really freaks everyone out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you, you could even model something like that where each, you just have like bodies on the ground and then you have, you, Model some sort of wisps coming out of them, and then yeah, like you take a cotton it. strings or something, something and, like that. Yeah, yeah it's you like could webs. Do that, oh, yeah. that'd be cool. I love that look. Or you could combine because there's some like, uh, yeah, I was just about to the say night some Age of Sigmar yeah. stuff yeah. that you could yeah, pull like those out guys and just put them around your. Yeah, mind. you just put the model inside of that as those are circling them. Yeah, yeah, there's some cool stuff. Yeah, you could, that. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I'm getting Eldar. Um, But yeah, so we talked a lot about like how the Eldar just come back from the dead, but there's limiting factors, man. Like it's not just that we don't know the rate is, but it's not a one-to-one rate. They're still losing people. Yeah. Yeah. In this war of the webway, they lost 50% 50 of their forces. Yeah. That's still a devastating blow to the Eldar race who are already in decline. Yeah. So... So it's it's nice when I when I started this episode I was just worried like just like you read all the characters and you're like okay this one died okay this one died okay this one died okay this one died but they're all alive yeah so what what are we doing here but yeah people it, are dying ish yeah <laughs> that has that never changes with Games Workshop they yeah. always write themselves out of real characters dying dying um oh my god I can't think of his name. Slanish Calgar. <laughs> yeah, it's Calgar. Who does it think of? Calgar is never going to die. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he confronts. Well, or they comes did up kill with. Calgar in the. Yeah, and then the they war. brought him back. No, nope. they killed Calgar. Calgar is dead. Calgar he died is as a dead. Young boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> oh, you got Calgar me. is dead. So you... even Calgar's died. <laughs> you got <laughs> oh, <my> me. God. <laughs> 
but okay calgar is never gonna die you know <laughs> again, like again <laughs> they will always have him there in the story <laughs> doesn't even know the lore <laughs> but at least at least with the yanari the reason is fairly simple to understand. Yeah, yeah. And even though I don't like that they have this power, it's a very clear to understand power. Yeah. And they don't have to write shitty fights between people. Like, people can actually die in this. And maybe there's no consequence to it. But I'd rather people die and you have a clear winner versus, ah, they fought for four days. Yeah. And this guy lost a hand and that guy lost a leg. And then they left. <laughs> then they both went, got bionics together, and went on their way. Yeah, exactly. As if nothing happened. So. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, even though I don't like the fact that there seem to doesn't seem to be as many consequences, I'm yeah. okay with how they did it. Yeah, it's fine. I don't mind it as much learning more and more about it and stuff. It's, yeah. it's okay. And it, it also makes sense that Yvrain is going to be really focused on a special couple that yeah. she wants to make sure are always resurrected. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And they're always around each other, so it's like, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I love. I just yeah. How many grots does it take to power an Eldar for an hour, Mark? How many? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven we, grots. We did the tests in <laughs> the just, garage? Yeah. I, I love the idea of this Eldar just wa- even. Lo- what if they're alive people and it's just draining, <laughs> pulling the souls yeah, like, out of them? This is nothing new. Like the Dark Eldar are doing this essentially already. Yep. You know? um, sure, so. Yeah. Yeah. Very dark. cool. Very dark. I did add one extra. Tales yeah. from the War. Um, Do you guys think? they will ever write this story to a completion because like the this whole storyline is fairly different to a lot of ways they've written things in the past from my understanding well it's a new faction first of all and they haven't added a new faction in a long time it's a new faction that also kind of chips away at the way eldar used to be so it's already kind of dismantling the old you can still you can still do the other stuff but my point is that it's very it's very interesting yeah do you think they would ever write that story to its completion or is it always obviously never or is it never going to happen it's just it's stuck in the slanesh fortress palace it's never coming out so here's what i'm thinking so like in aos um they've essentially gotten rid of slanesh like gw has kind of been making a push to like tone down definitely the sexuality and the nature and they're definitely trying to distance themselves from slanesh yeah. and some of the aspects of it now, who knows, in another 10 years, the idea, the concept of Slanish might be totally revolting, and I could see GW using this as the way out of Slanish for 40k. Yeah, that, um, could, that could be. But, who knows? They've killed Slanish in AOS? They've trapped it, imprisoned it, they're, they're no longer, I don't think you can use the demons and stuff. It, oh, it's weird. I'm not an AOS guy, but I sure, know sure. It's, it's a different thing now. Like, they've essentially done away with to some degree i i like the idea that that you could still write a story like or that the story is progressing i know you're like the setting thing more than the story thing but i think it's kind of cool that the idea that well i don't mind a story when it has consequences but they advance the story without advancing it yeah like that's my issue they all but that's my point is that this one i feel is different because like all the other stuff that they're uh, usually the imperium stuff it it's all inconsequential. Yeah. They upgraded Marines, but the problems, it, nothing's different. Yeah. <laughs> but this does seem like this is totally different. Yeah, like, like if this took the if next you step, all of Anish would be gone. But it's, yeah. it's yeah. growing, and it's like it's evolving. All the Phoenix Lords are on this side. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that this is like, it feels almost inevitable that these guys will take over at some point. Yeah. And even if they don't, the dead still go to, to this new god, so. Yeah, yeah it feels like, say... Five years from now, yeah, 
there's no point to not play Yanari. Just like how it, oh, like right now, rules wise, you're saying, yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Why, like, why would you not play Primaris Marines at this point? You know, <laughs> because they keep releasing <laughs> firstborn Marines, Eric. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> but if you want to win, you know, <laughs> you and I feel like that is will be an inevitability sure. in terms of this. I think Games Workshop as a new faction. They are going to focus more on releasing models for this than they will releasing sure. new aspect warriors. And I, I will, I would bet that you'll see new, like even brand new units that you've never before heard of before you see updated aspect warrior kits. Hmm. In fact, if they don't start phasing out those aspect well, warriors they have soon, Howling Banshees has got them. So yeah, yeah. But I think that's going to be that yeah. might be one of the last ones you see. Sure. Yeah. So, Unless so, so you do think the story. Because of the that, they might change the story to eventually I don't like, progress. Thi- the Yanari is taking over. I think that they would progress it to the point of where the Yanari is the only Eldari united Eldari force. But I don't think they would make this. They, I don't think they would do that and then turn around and kill Slanesh. I just think that would be such an interesting. Like, I would love it, to see could that. it happen. Mm. Like, would they write that in and then like. Well, that they like just it opens it up. Like when you bring Gilliman back, it's like nothing's different. Yeah. It's nothing. Nothing's changed. Nothing significant has changed in the way the w- universe works. Yeah, there's but no this, balance of power that's shifted. No, but this is like oh, but like what? It, what would it mean if the Eldar are not a dying race anymore? They're yeah. like they could be a new ascendant thing instead. Of, I know it would change the aesthetic a lot for a lot of people, and maybe you hate that, maybe you don't. I don't know, but I think it's interesting that. They could dangle the possibility. I would. Yeah. I'd appreciate if they dangled that possibility. Like, maybe this. Maybe we will change yeah. this. I don't know. They announce yeah. a series where they're actually going to write the Inari's sure. campaign through the Palace of Slanesh. That would, and oh, that'd be sweet. Write it like the Siege of Terror, almost like it's a big thing. And you're like, it could end up that you just like the yeah, you, just the Inari get wiped out or something. Oh, like, that would be cool yeah. too. That would be cool. And, and then, then like, you you go right back. You something. go right back to the state before where yeah. now the Yeldar are just dying again, and they had this massive <laughs> surge of hope, and, and now they're gone. even more worse off than. Before. Or they could kill Slanesh. Yeah, I, like if they made it a dichotomy between those two, not just status quo. That would be so cool. So yeah. I hope they do kind of dangle that. I think yeah. that would be cool. Yeah, like if you write a good story, I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. The problem sure. is, it I has could to enjoy be a good either story. Yeah, sure. I could but, get behind either. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I don't think they will. If if you're like you're making yeah. me choose, I don't think they would kill sure. Slanesh. All right, fair enough. We'll see, man. Times are changing. I, that's interesting that you pointed it out. I didn't know that. And yeah. like, and like, if you look at like online community forums and stuff, like Slanesh is not like you get the really greasy fucking men who love him. But like it, it's not culturally appropriate. That's a so lot of frustrating. The it is like, because Slanesh is awesome, and we're playing fucking forty k. You're okay with genocide and shit, but you're not okay with a little bit of excess and some transgender some titty. titties or yeah. whatever the fuck. Is that it's, your pro- like? Is that really the crazy, biggest deal here? Yeah, it's a crazy situation. But there is like a push in the community. Like, lock, yeah, there, there's some outcry against the concept of Slanesh. So who knows mm. as a company what they'll do? I outcry that outcry. <laughs> ha! Me too, man. Well, I, it's interesting. I like. I don't like the idea that it'd be just people being upset with something that made that happen. But if it does allow the universe to change and like, oh, that that just sounds yeah. so. It's like the, even the possibility. Like I said, even the chance that they might do that is so interesting. Oh, maybe the yeah. world will change a little bit. Something huge could happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. Anyway. The gods wax and wane in power, so you could knock a god down a lot of pegs and bump another one up a couple pegs and change the setting drastically, and Slanish could even still be around. Like, Sure. Cool. Sure. And like small little demon pockets in the war or, or whatever. You know what would be even cool too but, is if the if the prophecy just ended up being um, that they create the new god but Slanesh doesn't get destroyed. <laughs> and now they have two gods yeah. that are eating their souls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that that's, too. I like that. That's the one. Because then you could keep everything together but also make it super different. <laughs> it's different but the same. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, well, that's that was that. That was nice. Um, cool. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. So and that's what why. is the Yanari? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. They, they, little technical hiccup, but we didn't lose anything, so we're all good. Yeah. Um, but uh, that actually was the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as you can tell, Brant didn't learn anything. His retention was... Out the window, but it's <laughs> I fine. didn't learn. I did enjoy myself. Did though. you did you sponge in a bunch of things? Yeah. Can you recall anything in particular that you thought he was will interesting? Four years from now, he'll be I like, know he regurgitates yeah. information at the weirdest times. Yeah. So I can't wait for the next time he drops one of these hot facts on me. Yeah. You're just like with your mom, and he's like, "Hey, remember that time that Kaiganil the Harlequin promised a solitaire? <laughs> what happened like, with that? Exactly like this situation we find ourselves in." <laughs> <laughs> First, I have to just process the separation of all the Yanari that I learned coming into this <laughs> forehand and then Should parse just... it out to what I learned actually what I was supposed to be learning. Should we just do another episode where you tell us about the Yanari you learned about? <laughs> it's just this Russian girl who has a Facebook account that he spent like three hours. I love at. you. <laughs> I will marry you. Where do you live? Canada? <laughs> Wow, Tell I bet you're your big people, and strong. You know, right? <laughs> uh, cool. Well, that that was the Yanari episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I normally have like a takeaway that I take away or I can't wait to do a miniature like this. Maybe the ghost swirling around the models is something that's that not terrible. Yeah. That's pretty inspiring. Uh, would, I, would I be able to pull that off with my Banshees? Yes. Howling Banshees, could I, would yes. they, if Why they not? were Yanari? Would yeah, they, of course. Oh, okay. well, they would have, you okay. assume, access to the very similar powers. So, yeah. Um, for me, I, I was much happier doing this episode than I thought I was going to be. I was convinced that there wasn't enough and that the fact that they could just raise people from the dead was just going to be too much of a trope for me to get past. Yeah. But I like that it seems to not work all the time. Yeah. And, it feels like it's left open that there may be... I hope they write in a consequence for coming back from the dead. Yeah. Um, You've seen things on the other side. The, you're in the warp. How do yeah. you not go insane from being in there? So. Well, Slanesh, you come might... back and your only emotion is the last emotion you had. Pain. Oh, shit. Agony. And that's the only thing you can oh, have. Oh, that'd be you pretty brutal. Stuck. Or, or mm. like, you have, like, Slanesh gets a little part of you in, like, maybe that you might not be on the side you thought they were. Like because that's what some people thought, right? Yeah, they assume that maybe your body is taken over by, or something maybe. has been added to your spirit, or something is <laughs> taken away. They weigh them before and after. They weigh point zero zero one more. Yeah. Yes, this is the what weight of add? one soul. Yeah. Oh no, you weigh a little more than a soul. <laughs> you have to know the weight of a soul if you're going to be burning so many of them. <laughs> well, yeah. You don't want to get calculations wrong. Does a burnt soul give off? You don't need to know the weight. <laughs> Good soup. <laughs> Burnt soul soup. 
Uh, okay, but before we actually end the episode, we have a mountain of new patrons to thank. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you have made it this far in the episode, come on. Come on. Give us some money. Like, we just <laughs> – come on. Support the shows. Um, it really helps us continue doing it. So Yeah. Um, I'm just going to start, and I'm going to go down the list, and it's going to be long. But you know what? You're going to fucking enjoy it. <laughs> Joining us today is the Sue Sounds of Eric. Take it away. All right. Thank you to Nick, Cyborg, Kellen, Jacob, Squashroom, Mason, Farron, Mateo, Laurent, Zachary, Big Dick Dave the Mr. Fister, <laughs> Odd J, Dommy Mommy, Char, Nicholas, Roman, Snapjaw, Tim, Scree God Emperor of the Tyranids, first of the Hormagons, progenitor of the hive mind. Nice. Doc is allergic to bees. Alex. Solaterra. Can you scroll down? My one is just frozen. There we go. Tom. Oh, yeah. Caleb. Trevor Buzak. Oh, okay. Mystic Mind. Jay. Cameron. Damien. Sebastian. Joey. Morgamus. <laughs> you can add anus to just about any word. And it becomes magical. Yeah. Nathan, uh, Inanke, Fiery, uh, Jesper, Emmett, Jaden, Stefan, Jack, Christopher, Arcblade, Quinn, T.Y., Ronosaur, Crotalid Dundee, <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, Jason, Devin, Magnus, Gitchapole, Sloth, Empty Illusion, W.D. Gaster, Ethan, Victor, Alberta, uh, Trifecta Standard Gaming Studios. Okay. Um... Patroni Tony. It's Patreoni Tony. <laughs> Patreoni Tony. <laughs> you want to take over? Uh, Bloobsberry. Mel Big Boss D. Bloodbeater. Matthew. Fisto. John. Dave. Uh-oh. I lost my place after Dave. Mr. Uh, Andrew. Nathan. Nan. Gross Giant. Tim Bombadil. I like that one. Yeah. It's a good one. Hmm. Uh, Mitch the Dungeon Master. Lloyd. Cam. Ulf. Maximilosk. Sam Zam Boom 98, <laughs> Jordan, Damien, Devin, Sage 91, Robert, Zachary, X, Fei, Fei, Fei T X. That's Elon Musk's. Kid. That's his child? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Kalen, Matthew, Graham, Mason, Kevin, Hunter, Jeffrey, F. Gickliu, F. Gickliu, Savage, Richard, Jascha, Carson, and Josh. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone, who has supported our Patreon, Whew. who just joined our list. Um, means a lot to us. Continues it really does. Letting us do what we do. Um, We'd be homeless otherwise, <laughs> especially me. Grant mm-hmm. <laughs> so lives off Patreon money. <laughs> I have a brother to support. <laughs> you have a dependent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, James, for joining us for the episode. That was fun. It, it was, was fun. We'll have to have you back. <laughs> thank Anytime. you, Brant, for showing up, honestly. Mm-hmm. You can send our mother this episode, and she will be so proud of you. Yeah. You, yeah, you, did, you did a great job, you Brant. fantastic work. I put 100% effort in everything I do, and other than work. I would say, <laughs> out of the four of us, you did the best tonight. Thank you. Does that mean anything? Yeah, that means I was the best. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, and thank you to you guys, our listeners, for hanging out with us for another 
two solid hours of bullcrap. Jeez. Um, thank you to people watching us, I guess. We have a camera. Do we wave at the camera? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see you guys next time on the Flippity Flop. Let me know what you want to hear next. I'm thinking maybe Tal Fourth Sphere of Expansion. Do you hate I'll me? Le- I'll leave it on that. I'll see you in the war. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just look this way. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.